What's up, everybody? It is I, Sigma, and we are back with episode 22 of the BBET Games yeah. Cast. <laughs> okay, I almost lost count there for a second. Uh, episode 22. Uh, I'm joined by Superman Jeff 12. What's going on? As well as Blue Bones. It's your boy. What's going on, fams? And uh, today is our Joker spoiler cast episode. Yeah. Uh, once again, that's going to be at the end of the show, so don't run off just yet uh it'll be after even our sign-offs and all that stuff so it'll be the very last thing we do so you can listen to the entire podcast if you haven't seen the movie yet and then come back to it once you have if you want to kind of join into that discussion but where we're going to start is where we've always started which is what we've been playing i do feel like there's a lot of that this week (laughs) so uh this section is probably gonna be a bit extended but um does anybody want to go first i mean i can't i got it you want all right i got it yeah um What's going on, y'all? Uh, I've been so I'm kind of on this the uh, the gamer's equivalent of a soul searching journey, um, and I'm going through the Game Pass uh, Xbox's Game Pass, and I'm trying to find a game that's going to permanently be added to my library. I'm trying to find a couple. Um, you know, with Game Pass, they got a lot of indie games, a lot of throwbacks, some things that um, didn't quite make the sixty dollar mark uh, sometimes, but. Uh, they have some really good stuff on there, so I'm, I'm searching through to find that gem. One of them I might have found um, is the Outer Wi- the Outer Worlds. I keep saying Outer Wilds. Because that is that's another game that released yeah, earlier. Yeah, that's a whole other game. And that also got a lot of buzz for being really good, too. So Yeah. That's actually... That sounds like that, uh, was that the Outcast uh, movie? Oh, um, Idlewild? Uh, Idlewild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yo, when I was younger, I really wanted to watch that. I just didn't make the time. Oh, you never watched yeah, that? That movie's good. I liked no. it. Yeah. That's the, album, movies to see it. the album connected to it is probably one of my favorite uh, Outcast albums. <laughs> Honestly, um, uh, is that the name of the song, Idlewild? Or there's, there, I think there's... there is a song called Idlewild on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's one of my favorite songs from Andre 2000. <laughs> the, um, it's a good album. Yeah, that's a good one. But anyway, back to <laughs> topic. Outer Worlds. The Outer Worlds is a great... Um, RPG, and I'm not 100% why I like it so far. I was telling you guys about this yesterday. Um, it's very similar to Fallout 4. It's very similar to um, Borderlands is a good mix in there. Some people mentioned Mass Effect. I could see that as well. Okay, yeah, because it's um, space, right? And I think you have space like a cowboy. crew. Yeah. yeah, so like, you know, the first town you hit, it's, it's a long story about how the world is set up and basically the corporations of the, of earth have now taken over the universe and <laughs> most of the planets that you're on is owned by a corporation with their own set of rules and their own societies and stuff like that it's it's really crazy like these people you know like we would say like oh my god something happened they'll be like oh my law something happened like oh they're my law <laughs> Yeah, for real. Wow. The law and the rules of the corporation is their religion, their life, and um, that's like their working is supposedly a cure to everything. When you're sick, they say, oh, this is because you don't have good work ethic. You just got to get yeah, in the factory a little bit more. sounds like I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that. You're going to use that at work? Yeah, I'm not feeling good. That's because you don't have good work ethic. You know, don't let my character come in there. Cause, get uh, back in there. I'd be saving right before our meeting. (laughs) (laughs) Trust and believe. Uh, Yeah, I did it on stream on Saturday for a couple hours, actually. And um, it's a lot of fun, man. I I feel like it's a little bit... It's lighter than Fallout 4. 
right? Um, and that's that's kind of why I li- like. Hmm, I, I'm still trying to figure out why I like this game and why I can't stop thinking about it. Not just because it's new, but I feel like normally with open world games, Skyrim, Fallout 4, I've played both of them mm-hmm. for a long period of time. And then I would leave, and then I come back, and I'm like, "Who is this person?" And what was I doing? <laughs> right, yeah, that's, right? that's kind of the curse of any like long RPG. If exactly. You leave it, you'll probably forget what you were doing. I feel like this game is simple enough where I'm not going to get lost. I'm using the journal quite a bit, and the journal is quick and to the point. And I remember, like every time I'm I'm working on something, my mind's away, and then I come back to it. I'm just like, "Oh yeah, that's right. I was going in this direction. I was looking for this person. Everything's pretty well laid out." I like the armors that I've seen so far. I like the the companions that they've given me. Um, and I ran into, I don't know, a couple weeks back, we had what was our top three most difficult video game choices, right? Uh-huh. Um, I ran into one where just I kind of sat there. I, I think you were watching. But yeah, I think, I, yeah I think I saw that situation. So it the dilemma is you – there's a, a town that's just running their people ragged called Edgewater, and not far from the town is a settlement of people who deserted that town. They're like, no, we don't we do not do that no more. Now, Edgewater is a cannery, and they can tuna. Now, it's not actual tuna. It's what they call salt tuna. This whole world is plagued with fake and engineered food. Uh, which, so the guy who runs Edgewater is like, yo, all we eat is salt tuna here because that's what we got. And people love it. And if you're sick, it's because there's something wrong with you. <laughs> Not because you're so, eating yeah. a, a synthetic food item it's, all day, oh every my day. Gosh. All day, every day. That's the problem, <laughs> right? So the deserters now, they found a way to make um, food, to, to grow crops. This this plant is pretty barren. Um, and so they're like, look, we got everything. We just need that dude, that idiot out of power over there. So... You're you're going to find this power generator that's diverting power both ways, and you eventually have to make the choice, right? If I if I um, take the power and give it to the the deserters, they get to flourish. Edgewater loses out, right? And they get to be better and do better. They they seem like the good guys. Mm-hmm. Right as you're about to make the switch, like it is almost a no brainer to. Give the power to the good people, right? Uh-huh. Right as you're about to make the switch, your companion's like, hey, look, I think I know what you're about to do, but we can't let all of those people in Edgewater die just because of one idiot leader. They have a lot more people than the settlement. And I was just like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> like, legit, yep. right as you're going up to the switch, she's like, hold on a second. Think about yep. this. Mm-hmm. Bro. That makes a lot of sense, yeah. She had me stuck. I was so ready to just pull the switch, and I was like, oh, man. Now, the cool thing is how everything got resolved. Everyone well, can, quick, you quick know. question. Like, after she told you that at that moment, could you still have been like, forget what you're saying, and just pull the... Yes. Yeah? Most definitely. <laughs> so that was an Most option. Definitely. That was definitely an option. Was there no third option? So that's the thing, right? Not initially. But it presented itself later through good conversation, which was super cool. So, I mean, everyone's story is going to go their own way, right? So I don't feel it's too much of a spoiler. Um, But, yeah, so what I ended up doing is I took the power, gave it to Edgewater, right? Gave it to the big town. 
Mm-hmm. And so I went back to the settlement. I was like, hey, look, all these people was going to die. I couldn't do that. Now, the person who leads the settlement has a personal grudge with Oh Boy at Edgewater. And so she was really just stuck on that grudge. And you're like, okay, you're a really hateful person on the good side. Look, this is what you got to do. Just tell all your people to move to Edgewater. Tell, I'm going to tell this dude that you know how to grow food so your people can be you know, healthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's like, look. I'm not going to tell all my people that you just pretty much killed them. Uh, you need to either get rid of him or we're not coming. So that's the third option that they produce, right? Mm-hmm. You go back to old boy and you have a heated conversation and it can go <laughs> one of two one. ways. <laughs> so, so you can kill him mid conversation mm-hmm. just as a tag yeah. or you can convince him to go. Now, you know, my character nah. is always about persuasion and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I convinced him to leave on his own. And, and it worked like it worked because the way <laughs> your character explained it. You know, he's Did like blackmail him. No, I wanted to. I actually, when I first met him, I saved, killed him just to see what happened. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I ended up killing his guards too. But then my companion's like, "What are you doing? You just killed my boss." But anyway, <laughs> at the end, yo, it was like she took me into conversation. I didn't have to talk to her. Wow. Um. Yeah, it was it was pretty intense. So yeah, I had to convince him. I'm like, look, this is good for your people. You've been messing up the town. Like the problem is you the whole time. I can prove it. All this kind of stuff. And um, then he's like, all right, you know what? I'll leave. I'll leave if yeah. this town's good. So you do realize like he's not an evil tyrant. He's just stupid. He was just clueless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you know, he kind of pulls on your heartstrings because you're talking to him as he just decided that he's defeated. And he's like, yeah, I'll just go out and live in the the wilds and we're like you so they, don't like to die out there yeah right? like like <laughs> that's that's how the conversation goes. like i feel like everything that i'm thinking it's presented on the screen as an option for the most part you know what i mean so that's now, i think that's another reason why i really like this game i think the dialogue is pretty natural is there any co-op uh aspect to it i don't believe so yeah i think it I, is just single player like in the vein of because uh it's obsidian it's the guys who made fallout yeah. new vegas and mm-hmm. one of the people who made the original Fallout, like Fallout 1, mm-hmm. when it was top-down and stuff. So, yeah. like, they have that lineage is why it probably feels familiar. Yeah. Um, so that was just the first little storyline that I went through. And there's, you know, you have your overarching story about who you are and what happened and blah, blah, blah. I won't spoil that for everybody because that's, that's pretty much the same. But the Outer Wilds on Xbox Game Pass, definitely worth your time at least to check it out um, so far. And I've feel like this might be a permanent addition to my library but we'll see you hanging in there that's a really good catch for game pass i was expecting that to Uh, come out you know i went straight to game pass too you you do know obsidian is one of the companies microsoft bought recently yeah yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. so that's why because it is on like this was a a game that was coming out before they announced that so it is on game pass but it also released on ps4 but you have to pay 60 dollars for it (laughs) see so Yeah, so this is part of that strategy that Microsoft's been doing is collecting these developers to build out their catalog. So I'm super interested to see what comes next because more than likely that's going to be an Xbox exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what's up, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm having fun with it. Um, On top of that, I've played a couple other games. There's one called uh, Battle Chasers. Yeah, I I don't Um, remember that. Yeah, it's not fun yet. <laughs> <laughs> what what are you what is it about? Like what do you do with it? It's not fun yet. So basically you 
the main character, you're, you're, you follow a team, and the main character is the daughter of some great hero, and the great hero had these um, allies who are now following the daughter. Um, somehow the hero disappeared, he had these mighty gauntlets, and the daughter inherited them, and she's still unlocking their powers. It's a cute little setup. They try to lean a little heavy on the comedy, and I think it was too much for too little of time. Um, and it's kind of a old school Final Fantasy. Like my characters are here. It's turn based. My turn-based characters here. Your character RPG, there. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, choose your skills. Choose your uh, basic animation or basic <laughs> basic um, attacks, and you you have defensive stances. You, there's some cool elements there, but it goes too slow right now for me and it hasn't really caught my um i i haven't been been bit by that bug yet if that makes sense yeah so right. i mean so it, it, you would liken it to what like a jrpg like it really is copying that style or yeah i mean i think i would like it if i had more free roam of the characters it's really just kind of moving on the map from battle to battle and then uh, no, every now and then you get to an area where you can really explore, and that's like a significant area. But um, I'm not. It's not that I'm not impressed. The game looks gorgeous. It's cute. It's got some cool, especially um, every hit in the combat feels heavy. Like everything vibrates, and there's like a little slow mo right before the connect. It's it's, it's cool, but um, gameplay wise, I don't see myself spending hours on this game by any means. I I've felt forced to push through the first uh, forty five to fifty minutes that I was rocking it. So yes, yeah, so we'll see. A long onboarding yeah. process, but a lot of like classic JRPGs feel that way. So I'm wondering if that's what they're trying to like evoke. Yeah, you have a very strict routine in the beginning until it kind of opens up. Yeah, the way that I, I'm like at least 10 battles in and haven't felt any kind of um, anything that like I did on my own. You know what I mean? They're still holding my hand. And um, yeah, so we'll see. I'm not, I'm not 100% giving up on it yet. I want to see where I get to like the first boss or the first, you know, real challenge. But um, right now I'm not a huge fan of uh, Battle Chasers. Gotcha. But um, yeah, I downloaded some other ones. I'm ready to go next week. Uh, you guys should look forward to... I don't know if you guys downloaded already. Secret Neighbor? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I know what that? that game is. I'm going to be honest. I don't... I have no interest in it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's a somewhat cartoony Dead by Daylight. Now, I haven't played mm-hmm. it yet, just from the descriptions. You know, um, either Dead by... Not Dead by Daylight. Oh, man. Friday the 13th. That's what I'm thinking. Yes. About. I, yeah. I, well, I'll get into that. Okay. All right. Well, you know what? I'll let you get it. Yeah. Why not get into it right now? Then go ahead. Okay. Perfect segue. I I downloaded Friday the Mm Thirteenth. I was playing that, so that was pretty fun. Um, it's kind of like the Evolve setup where you have players, you have players who are players, Mm -hmm. and you have the one player who's playing as Jason, Mm -hmm. Mister Mister Voorhees. So, what you got to do is you have to go from house to house, depending on where you start out from. If you're you're looking, or if you're no, if you're if, oh, the camp. If you're the, the camp campers, okay. You you, you got to find things that like so you're looking for a key to this thing, to to this kind of chest from where I played, and you had to find the key. So the, the key might not necessarily be in that particular cabin you're in. You got to search, or another player might have found the key. Um, so you got to kind of communicate. Mm-hmm. Another thing is 
you're trying to survive until the cops get there. So he called the cops. Everybody's trying to survive until the cops get there. <laughs> and um, I haven't. I played two matches. I was lucky enough not to come across Jason. So I'm not sure how the whole mechanic is, like if it's a one hit kill or what. But um, I do like the mechanics. Like you got to use the walkie talkies. You find walkie talkies. Um, I do like how everything kind of works together for the so overall with, story. With the walkie talkies, like is that the only way you can communicate with the other players? Or uh, is that like if your you're not voice in the party with them? Yeah, unless you're in, in the obviously in the Xbox Live chat. Yeah, yeah, that's the only other way. Um, that that, that worked, actually is cool. Like that's kind of dope that yeah. they do that. So it was it was it was it was fun. It was very fun and very intense. It reminds me of playing Alien Isolation, where you're just like every corner you're worried about the alien coming out. <laughs> um, yeah. that would be actually something of fun to play on stream with a few people because it's mm-hmm. like it's. I think that's kind of what the if you remember Fable Legends. Yeah. The isometric. What they were going for, that? yeah. Yeah. That was supposed to be a kind of uh, D&D-style type situation we're where down. there's four four heroes, and then the fifth person is kind of like the the game master. He's sending out minions and changing paths, and he's supposed mm-hmm. to be like the final boss or whatever it is. Interesting. So um, it kind of makes everybody work together. And then I think the whoever becomes Jason, I think that's random. I don't think it's uh, – I don't think you get to choose – yeah, I played uh, Friday the Thirteenth actually a while back. Surprisingly, because considering I don't do horror games, but uh, a friend convinced me to jump on and play with them. We played a couple matches, and yeah, it's definitely intense. When you play as Jason, you have a whole set of skills, a lot of passives, um, and when you upgrade your skills throughout the match, um, you can really choose like how you come across people. You can have more health. You can be quieter. Um, maybe people don't have that fear. And that that's the thing. And, Jeff, I'm sure you experienced or you might have experienced this. When Jason gets close to you and you're playing as a camper, there's, like, a fear um, indicator. And you hear, like, the music starting to come. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> bruh. Yeah, that's, that sounds, like, very nerve-wracking. Yeah. Um, it's a lot better when it's your friends playing, but when it's somebody else. <laughs> yeah. No, it's... No, no man. No, I, I, I never came across him. I don't <clears throat> like. I don't know if he just couldn't find me or what it was, but like, yeah, it's pretty large campgrounds for Jason, but he can move super fast. Y- y'all don't understand how ma- how fast this dude is. Like, obviously from the movies, but in his perspective, like this dude's like teleporting. It's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, you always just see him walk. Yeah, he's always walking. People are tripping and throwing crates and stuff. That myth so quick (laughs) when you play as him. He's just sprinting, (laughs) full sprint, teleportation, yellow flash, Rajin, uh, Shuriken teleportation. Um, He's fast. So I I played (laughs) that. I played that, Uh and then I, um, I played Dead Cell. Played some more Dead Cell. Right. Okay. So that was fun. Um, did you I get any further a, in Dead Cell? I did finally beat um, another boss. I didn't beat that boss. Oh. There was a, uh, another route you could take, and I fought that boss. Now, this game is very... I think it's more unforgiving than Dark Souls. The I reason can believe why, that. Because they don't... In Dark Souls, you lose your souls. Fine, whatever. Yeah, I lost them. And that lose means you have to die twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you lose your skills and your gear. In Dead Space. Yeah, like, Dead it's, Cell, it's, it's very, Dead Cells, yeah. very rogue. 
Yeah, it's very unforgiving. So it's like, and like for example, you know, I opened this chest. I'm like, oh, here's a cool chest. I opened it up. It put some like curse on me. It was like, now, <laughs> the next hit you take, you're dead. You have to kill ten enemies before this curse goes away. I'm, I'm just like, gonna okay. throw my life away. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like ten enemies. Okay, I can do this. I got this good bow. Whatever. Yeah. I go fight the get up to a few enemies, and they have over shields on them. Which means there's a shield generator you have to destroy. Oh my god! Before you can even damage do any damage those guys. It. Yes, and then there's this freaking samurai type dude who teleports to you. So I'm running, he just teleporting to me, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> that's not the move, fam. It is not the move. But I do like the weapons are very unique. There's a whip. I came across a broadsword. Uh, there was like a short sword. Um, there was uh, kind of like these little um, turrets you. You put it out that shoot these discs. Um, I remember that one because you're using yeah. that one heavy in that. Bar yeah, bar. and then there was just like this floating balloon thing that drops like acid. So I started kind of like throwing, kind of how I played Diablo with the Demon Hunter. I'd throw out some turrets yep. and then just let whoever's I'm fighting just keep chasing me, and I'm just putting <laughs> damage on them while the turrets are kind of like just laying into them. It's a good um, it, it's 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 a really good game, and it takes a little bit of getting used to as far as the combat goes. Um, there is a shield, but I don't, I think I used a shield like once. Mm. Um, so I have to try to use that a little bit more and see what's going on with that. But it takes up like a whole slot. So you can either have a main weapon and a secondary weapon, or you can have a main weapon and a shield. But you don't have the shield out at the same time you have the weapon out. So like you use the weapon, and, and then you, you can switch. switch to the shield. Okay. Yeah, so it's not like a sword and shield type mm. situation. Um, I do like the different effects on the weapons. There was this electric whip I had where... It, it was weird. It didn't electrify him. It, it froze him. <laughs> but so, it was called an electric whip? It was called an electric whip. So, I mean, I guess, yeah, yeah. maybe it's stunning yeah. or paralyzing him with electricity. Uh, they, no, they were frozen. It was like a frozen <laughs> animation. There was, they like, were, ice? Like, they had ice on them. Yeah, it was, like, frozen. Like, whatever. I'm not arguing with it. As long as it's frozen. <laughs> whatever. Then they had, like, a, bro- a huge broadsword where, you know, the swings were a lot slower, but they're a lot more devastating. And even yeah, the world yeah. changed. Each time you die, the world started to change. Like, they I, had this... Y- did you see that? Uh, no, I didn't see that part. What, what I was going to say is that I think these games with dying mechanics are pretty interesting. You know what I mean? Like, every time you die, it's not just you lost a life. It's just mm-hmm. everything's going to change. Yep. And the that's kind of, yeah, you know, and, and kind of going back to what I was talking about earlier with um, Secret Neighbor is a spinoff of Hello Neighbor, which has that crazy dying mechanic. Where whatever you did wrong, like whatever you did in that game, your neighbor learned from it. And right, so the next yeah, time, I remember hearing about that. It's so scary, yo. The next time, if you tried to enter his house through the window the first time, right, and you got in and then eventually he caught you, you do the next game, he's boarding up the window. <laughs> so you got to think of a new way right. to go in. You know? Yeah, I, I remember hearing about that. That's cool. Yeah. So, like, these games with dying mechanics really have an impact on, um, for me, my gaming stamina. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> you feel like, like, oh, get that. this. <laughs> <laughs> he dies so many times, and you're just like, I'm done for the night. And and I think Dead Cells is one of those that would really hit me hard. And I see it hitting you on the stream, too. But oh, man. You got more stamina than me. It, 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 <laughs> you got to get used to the combat. Once I finally got used to the combat, it wasn't as much. But then they, when you get used to the combat, it's like, oh, here's a boss battle. And I'm like, oh, okay. 
And then a boss isn't just like the boss was like, um, he lunged at you with his wet with his sword. And then he put like this shield around that damages you. But then like you can only go so far because each section was cut off with like this yeah. uh, beam, so you couldn't go so far. Hmm. And um, you have to really use the roller mechanic to your advantage um, because it's kind of it's pretty much it's a dodge, but it's also a way to kind of like negate damage if you oh, roll like at a certain time. Invincibility frames on it. Uh, yes. So like you pass through the person. So like there's just one regular enemy that kind of lunges towards you. You can obviously jump out the way, or you can just roll through them. So you just have to make sure you roll uh, correctly. Right, but the yeah. boss had like this electric shield on that um, you kind of got to back up and wait it out because you can't roll through that. So that's why I think they put that on him is to stop you from rolling through them. But it was, I mean, it's a really fun game. And I do, it visually looks beautiful. To, the end, There's a lot of variations to enemy types and weapons. So, And it reminds me of D&D a little bit um, as far as um, the way the dungeons and stuff are set up. Um, they change each time you die. Right. So it might not be the same exact route the first time you died to the I, second I time take you died. Small issue with that because like it makes it diff- more difficult to like if you are having a hard time to like kind of memorize Adapt. what you're doing and mm-hmm. if they keep switching every time. But I mean, it does it does add to the replayability of games like this. Like Splunky does the same thing, which I'm I'm assuming it might have been a bit of an influence for Dead Cells. But like yeah, like the the roguelike element where everything's different every single time you die. Sometimes, sometimes forgiven. Yeah, sometimes it's a little rough. It's funny because the um, intro or trailer for Dead Cells describes that perfectly. <laughs> you know, the the character just goes out and gets murdered multiple times. And oh, like yeah, that, that, that whole animated weapons. thing, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and there's like, look, this is the game, fam. You're just gonna have to keep trying until it works. That's how it goes. Yeah. It does a lot. It looks like it has like some of the art style reminds me of. Uh, some of the things I saw when you were playing on Hollow Knight. Some of the okay. some of the characters. Matter of fact, yeah. those games I think came out around the same time. Like they, I think they that were both in like right. early access or something for like a long time, and then like released close to one another. Because I kept hearing about um, Dead Cells being compared to Hollow Knight, mm. but um, yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't tried Dead Cells yet. Like I picked Hollow Knight, I guess, in that. <laughs> yeah, in that competition. you chose your side. <clears throat> Seems like it. But um, so uh, is that it for what you've That's, been playing? Yes, sir. Um, all right. I actually was able to play a couple of other things other than what I played for review this week. Um, yeah. I'll start with what I did review. Um, it's actually a, a horror game called Moons of Madness. The review is up on Escapist right now. Um, mm. Think of, um, like clearly, Moons of Madness is like a reference to. Uh, the mountains of madness from like HP Lovecraft and that stuff. Like it's a very Lovecraftian inspired game. Like they say it in the beginning and everything. Um, but it's set on Mars. Like you're an engineer who works at this space station, not a space station, but like an actual outpost on the surface of Mars trying to like find alien life. Like everything's paid for by this super shady corporation. And Jeff, you actually find this interesting. It's a company called Orochi. Because it's the same devs of that game that you used to play, The Secret World. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. this is technically tied to that universe. Oh, that's pretty cool with the Illuminati and the Templars and whatnot. Yeah, they, they, they don't go that deep into it, but 
that mm-hmm. stuff exists and like they give you hints at it or whatever because you know the company is like if you you start reading emails and stuff that kind of give you some information but this story is about this one character named Shane he's a mechanical engineer um his mom was like this brilliant theoretical mathematician who like uh wrote all these books about like extra dimensional stuff and like apparently she kind of got so deep into her stuff that people started calling her kind of insane and then eventually she disappeared Mm. so like you and your dad were like looking for her for years and never knew what happened to her yo that's basically the origin story of your companion in the outer wilds oh really (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's well so you as an adult now you know your mom's been gone since you were a kid you're on this outpost and everybody's having nightmares because you know how lovecraft stuff is like these yeah. old gods start awakening, and then everybody starts going a little nuts and crazy. Mm-mm. So one of the scientists, one of your uh, fellow scientists, has been experimenting with some alien stuff that they found. And, of course, that goes really, really bad. So, Of course. So the stuff is breaking everywhere. People are disappearing. Um, I really liked the story they told. It starts off kind of slow, but... Um, they do a good job mixing in um, your character's backstory with all of the Lovecraft stuff. So it, it kind of keeps you moving along because you want to know what happens next. Like, oh, well, well, what happened then if this is related to that, if that happened to that? And at the same time, you're, like, learning about all of this corporate intrigue and stuff, too. So, like, you're hearing the backstories of all the other characters who you're hearing in your headset because you don't actually see most of them for most of the game because, like, they were doing something else. And so... They're telling you, oh, Shane, go fix this thing. Or, Shane, what's going on over there? We need you to do this because we're doing that. So it's like, you'll be like, oh, where are you when you walk into a room? He's like, oh, we had to do this because something else happened. Like, they keep kind of misplacing the people who you're looking for. So it really aids the sense of, like, isolation. You're like, man, I really wish there was another person around here because, like, there's a bunch of scary stuff going on. Um, <laughs> so that's that's kind of the vibe I'm, I'm, a, I'm feeling like they were trying to give you. But the game itself isn't that scary. Like... If you're trying to come into it because you want that sense of dread or, like, that nervousness, you're probably not going to find it here. And I'm not sure why that is. Like, it just... Like, to to get, like, a proper jump scare, for example, like, the timing needs to, like, hit, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. they need to kind of distract you or have you focus in on something and then kind of surprise you. So, like, there are, like, maybe one or two good versions of that where, like, they really do just completely trick you into like putting your attention into something and then just shock you with like a scare but a lot of the other ones were like i'm i'm controlling the character so like i'll move it down the hallway and like you see like maybe a shadow or something and then they'll do like the music cue and like something will happen something will run by but i wasn't looking in that direction oh yeah so it's like Mm -mm. nope no, that's where blue checks out. Because <laughs> it's like the, cause like the character will say, "Oh my god, what was that?" But I was like looking at a wall or like looking at a piece of paper or something. So I don't know what the hell he said. What the hell was that? So like it's kind of like not not matching. Um, there's only a couple of like actual enemies that show up. Like there's no real combat in this game. Like you don't fight stuff. You know. Okay, I was about to ask what the the gameplay. Yeah, yeah like it's mostly it's mostly puzzle or? solving, right? Yeah, like he has like a wrist mounted computer, and like he can use it to like scan devices because uh, the guy's an engineer, so he has the ability to like fix all sorts of things. So, like, oh, the circuits are broke here, so I, I have to do this little puzzle on thing, which is him reconnecting the circuits. Um, but I did like how the puzzles were all very context sensitive. Like you you weren't constantly doing the same thing; they would keep switching it up. 
So like maybe right. I was using a wrist mounted computer to connect circuits so I got so that I got power, but I had to later on uh, purify this water containment thing. So I had to put in these filters into a box and then calibrate the filters so that they did certain things. But then I was still doing that on a wrist mounted computer. So there was also a really cool one where you had to like balance a centrifuge. Like you had to make a, a like a, a poison or something. Oh wow. So like you had what? to, but it was a puzzle. Like it was like a hexagonal puzzle where each of the vials had a symbol on it, and you had to pick the the vials that would match up with the symbol of the actual formula that somebody gave you. So like they keep give they kept giving me different ways to use the environment and stuff. So that kept it interesting, but it just yeah. was never really scary. Like it kind of felt like like a theme park ride where you're sitting on a coaster, and as you move from objective to objective, they just kind of like try to try to jump out and scare try you. Try to scare you, yeah. yeah. But, like, there really okay. wasn't anything that gave you a sense of dread. So, I like the game. Um, it could be more scary, since that's what it was going for. But I personally don't mind it, because I'm not a big fan of horror stuff anyhow. But if they market it as a scary game, like, people are probably going to be disappointed if it's not that scary. So, <laughs> um, I feel you. Right. So, that that was Moons of Madness. Um, I, uh, I asked uh, Kia uh, to hook me up with a free trial, because since she has an iPad... Because I wanted to check out yeah. some of the stuff on the Apple Arcade. Oh, okay. And I played um, this game called What the Golf. Oh, what the okay. Golf? That game is hilarious. It is. Yeah? Have you, have you tried it? it? Yeah. No. Like, so, not, not to really spoil what it does, because, like, <clears throat> the whole game is about subverting your expectations. Because, like, in most golf games, like, especially for, like, a mobile game, to swing the club, you just pull back. And, like, let it go. You know, like, you yeah. charge the power, you let it go, and then you, like, try to aim it, right? They mm-hmm. take that mechanic, and they keep turning it into different things. Like, first is <laughs> first is a joke where, you're like, you know, you swing the golf club and you hit the ball. Then there's a joke where you're swinging the golf club with the golfer, but then the golfer gets thrown. <laughs> yeah. So you're, so you're like, you're flinging the golfer instead of the actual ball. Yeah. And they keep they keep turning it upside down. It's like okay, you think you understand what they're doing with this thing, and then they'll and like a lot of the mechanics are literally just played for like a one off joke. Like they'll they'll keep building the whole level structure off of one single thing, only to catch you off guard because you got used to that thing at at the That's very funny. end. And then like they'll they'll do like a little word joke at the end to kind of. Matter of fact, I'll spoil this one because I, it was so dumb. Yeah. But, like you know golf terminology, right? A hole in one. Yeah. yeah. One of the things is you you flick the thing trying to hit the ball, and it's the actual hole. Like the hole that the golf ball goes into is the thing yeah. you're flicking. And you're trying oh. to and you're, oh. yeah, and you're trying yeah, to get the hole the on the ball. the ball. No, but that's the thing. Instead of the hole where the ball would go, there's a literal big cutout of a one in the ground. <laughs> And you gotta. So you literally have to put the, the hole in the one. Oh man! Like that's how dumb. That's how dumb <laughs> a lot of those jokes are. I just pulled it up while you were talking about it on the um, Apple Store. This game looks like, wild. Definitely it give cute. it a try. It, it is. Fun. It is very, very funny in like the dumbest way, but it's yeah, also yeah. smart in the way that they keep reusing that very basic mechanic. Like they use it in all sorts of different ways. So like you'll mm-hmm. you'll constantly be surprised. Um, I, I want to say I put like maybe an hour or an hour and a half into it so far, but okay. um, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Like it was, yeah, it was very entertaining. I think I played for like twenty minutes. It, try it out if you haven't already. And you know, Apple Arcade does give you the free trial, so it's true. 
it doesn't cost you anything to at least try that out at this point. I wanted to also try this game called Sayonara, Sayonara Wild Hearts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a rhythm game that has a lot of music in it, but um, yeah. it wouldn't launch for no, some reason. You. So I don't know if that's the iPad or Apple Arcade being funky, but I wasn't able to try that. But uh, that's what the golf. Uh, the last thing I played, um, I actually got accepted into the alpha for um, Ninja Theory's yes. new game. Uh, Microsoft exclusive Bleeding Edge. Bleeding Edge, yeah. Yeah, that 4v4 melee-based team team combat game, whatever, right? How is that? <clears throat> um, R- honestly, yeah. Right off the bat, compared to For Honor, what to are we looking For at? For Honor? Um, no. Honestly, it's it's simpler than For Honor. Okay. Um, like, you know how For Honor kind of treats its characters like it's a fighting game, where you have to kind of learn the ins and outs of that character before yeah. you can really do anything with them. And then mm-hmm. also opposing characters, you have to learn their ins and outs too. All of that, like maybe cut cut the intricacy of those characters in For Honor down by like two-thirds. <clears throat> oh, okay. So think of it, like honestly, it's a lot closer to Overwatch. Like that's kind of what they're aping. Where, like, that's what they we have... saw at E3, right? Yes, yeah. That was one of the first okay. things Microsoft showed up on their stage was that Bleeding Edge trailer. So, like, they have, you know, like, well-designed characters. Like, there's a there's a black samurai called Damon, and it's yeah. spelled with the A-E, so clearly you know they're evoking, like, Demon, because mm-hmm. he wears, like, the only mask that samurais wear, but, like, oh, it's only okay. the bottom half, and he has a fitted that has the horns. So, like, I'm like, yo, that's actually, like, a really dope design. Yeah, that's super. And he's got the little gas tanks. Uh, yeah, like yeah, he, like on his face. Yeah, like because he he seems like he's like a mix of like a graffiti artist and a samurai. Because like his sword has like paint Bro. blotches on it, and he's got paint canisters on his shoulder. Yeah, like Yo, he looks really cool really character. dope. Like that's probably one of the best designs. <laughs> Did you pull him up just now? Heck yeah, I pulled. Him yeah, up. he looks really he looks really cool. <laughs> he said black samurai. I was like, yeah, like David. He looks really really cool. There's another one, the gunner who looks kind of like Tiny Tina from Borderlands. I think I her design is that. also really cool. But some of the other ones are less interesting. Like, there's a weird-looking... Um, uh, he's a Hispanic guy. I'm guessing he's supposed to be Mexican. I'm, he seems like he's kind of based off of... Um, what's the actor? Danny Trejo. Oh, He seems Danny like he's based Trejo. off Danny Trejo. I but Danny Trejo. I mean, I do too, but this guy seems... I don't know, kind of whack to me. Okay. But, and he uses, like, two machetes as, like, dual swords or whatever. So... So I, I, oh, I the characters down are kind of hit and miss, but they just seem too simple. Like they, you have like a basic combo on your attack button. You can do, you can jump and do like aerial attacks, and then you can do two, or I think it's three special moves. Um, and like everything works on cooldowns, like Overwatch, for example. Right. And it's fine when you're like kind of trying things out like because they let you be in a dojo before the servers went live to do the testing but once you're in an actual match everything seems super cluttered like oh really like think about it where like you're playing um because ninja theory makes like hack and slash games like they made dmc and stuff and Mm -hmm. send you a sacrifice right imagine if you're not the one doing the combo you're the one getting the combo done on you like it's not fun <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like say you like were the enemy. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like everyone can, everyone has a dodge mechanic as well, uh, but there's no block. So if someone is hitting you with their mm. combo, 
um, there's nothing I think, you can do. Well, there's a specific window where if you have a dodge available, because the dodges are also on cooldowns, you right, can dodge right. out of it. But it's, it just seems like characters are balanced in such a way where there are certain characters who are better at melee. So if you're, say, like a, a gunner character, there's literally nothing you can do when a melee character is in your face other than try to dodge and run away. Because that's what I've seen. Uh, that's what I've seen the computer do when I was when I was testing now, out the, the different same matchups. Vice versa, where if you're if you have if you're the gunner and you have the melee character at a range, is it kind of the same or sort of? Yeah, but I feel like you have more options when you're further away. Even though someone has range on you, you can still you know go around corners. Just you can dodge. Something. Yeah, yeah. And certain characters have abilities that can fend that off, like shields and stuff. So it's very very heavily matchup based. It seems like, and. I don't know, like, you want a game like this to where you don't want to specialize too heavy, right? You, like, you want everyone to feel fun. Like, um, yeah. like Overwatch, like, they, they gave you, and the thing is, there's a, there's a small character roster. So Overwatch gave you, like, a bunch at the very beginning that all fulfilled similar roles. So, like, if you wanted to do someone who was very tanky, you could go Reinhardt. Someone who was very healer-y, you would go Mercy. But then they had, like, different variations <laughs> of them. Like, if maybe you want to do more damage versus healing stuff. This yeah. seems like, oh, this character is a heal, this character is attack and heal. This character is damage, this character is uh, defense. And, like, it's like it's way too specialized. And, I don't know, like, it's probably, maybe something I have to get used to, but I didn't find the actual live combat scenarios fun. Okay. You know, and, that, and that's a problem. Like, like I, I like the world, like, to describe it, it's... Like, imagine if you took the cell shaded filter off of Borderlands and then just yeah. made the characters 3D. Like, that's kind of what the world looks like. But then the Overwatch, nice. but then Overwatch stylized characters. So, like, it's like a fusion of that. But then, yeah. but then the fighting is like a, like a hack and slash game. Yeah. So I'm interested. I, I am still interested. Um, I, I do intend to go to their servers and kind of give some of that feedback about how the combat feels. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I'm 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 a little worried. <laughs> like this is supposed to be okay. one of uh, Microsoft's um, new exclusives. Like they bought Ninja Theory, which is an amazing developer. Like I've loved most of their games prior to this, but yeah. them adding the multiplayer aspect seems to be the problem because making making like a fluid combat game where you can have fluid combat done to you, like without very many options, seems problematic. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I feel like there should be like some type of like perfect. Uh, block or something. Right, like yeah. That, I, I really role. I really wish there could there could have been some kind of parry or block mechanic, but it's really just you can dodge and try to try to move away and that's that doesn't feel as fun, which is like run run away from somebody's really really uh stun lock heavy combo, you know? Well this is the thing. How many chances do you have to get out of those these long combos? Well most characters I think it's, it varies, but some either have two or three uh Dodges. Dodges, right? Before it has to... Like, think of, like, Tracer's Dash. Like, it, it re... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a countdown to it to when you can use it again. Recharges every time. Right. So, if you're out of dodges, you can't do anything. <laughs> well, I think... And, you know, and it's kind of like, you gotta manage your, manage your cooldowns. I mean, true, but, but is that fun? You know? like, I, like, I under, like, I understand, like, that's what they're maybe intending you to do. Like, oh, be, be mindful of how many dodges you have, because if you get caught by somebody, that's your option to get away. But like, yeah. is that fun to to ha- to have your only option be to dodge in terms of defense? Like, 
Like, what if I want to push forward? Like, okay, so we both clash, but we both attack at the same time, but their attack hits me first. I can't block after that. I have to dodge and run away and then wait for what? Their combo to finish or for, or for me to then... Like, it doesn't, it doesn't feel... Like, that doesn't feel like melee combat in those instances, you know? Huh. I don't know. I, I feel like you're describing a lot of the competitive fighting games, you know what I mean? Like uh, Mortal Kombat, Marvel vs. Capcom. But in all those uh, games, you have, more, Z. you have way more options to those. defend. Yeah, to defend is what I'm, like that, this is what I'm saying. Like, the attack portion, as limited as it is, that's probably the most fun part of the game. Because you get to learn mm. your character's abilities, and then you can string together a bunch of combos. So that's probably where you get the satisfaction. But on the receiving end, you feel very limited. Like Just you watching can, a cutscene? Yeah. <laughs> like, you can either dodge or try to get out of their attack range by running away. Like, you can't block, you can't parry. And like, in all these other fighting games, you have those options. Like, you can turtle up. You can, you know, do, like, a perfect guard. You can try to counter. I hear what you're saying. Okay. Like, like, make the defense portion more engaging. So that if someone's attacking me, I have more options to fight back. I hear that. I hear that. But, um... And that's pretty much it. Uh, I do want to. I do want to add. The game had been live for, I want to say, half an hour, and I was playing with some people, and someone still sent me a message, telling me to switch. What? <laughs> Dang! Like, what are you talking about? We're literally testing out the characters, but you have the nerve to send me a message telling me to switch my character. For Yo, what? Let me tell you. I'm you don't know it. You don't know any of these matchups. <laughs> if if. If you want to get blocked, you tell me how to play a game that uh, I bought or downloaded myself or paid for with my Xbox Live. That's how you get blocked. Tell me how to play that game. Like, literally, <laughs> the thing is, no one knows how to play that game. So, like, why would I listen to you? Like, you don't know anything. You don't know any more than I do. It's like the first match. You know Ridiculous. what I want? I was just thinking about it. It just popped in my head. One day, we got to talk about the craziest messages we've received. Oh man! Oh, that's that's, how, that's a good idea. <laughs> that's how I go. That's how I go from zero to a hundred, and it's like <laughs> I get I get in trouble. Like, <laughs> I got provoked. They came yeah. looking for it. They found it. Yeah, and now and now, now I'm the bad problem. guy. Yeah, I was like, you come and knocking on my door and just slap me. <laughs> Girl, I'd be taking screenshots. I'd be taking screenshots, fam. Uh, but and I think that's... We'll talk about that another time. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's going to do it for what we've been playing. Um, not too much news, but we do have uh, some other uh, topics to fill out the show before we get into the Joker discussion. Uh, but real quick, we're going to go into our topics. First off, tons of game delays as of late. What is going on in the gaming industry? <laughs> so, Doom Eternal was delayed from its launch date. Um... Watch Dogs Legion was deleted. Was Ubisoft uh, delayed a bunch uh, of stuff? You, Watch Dogs Legion. Yeah, a few of their uh, titles. Yeah. yeah, Rainbow Six Quarantine, which is supposed to be a new Rainbow Six game, has nothing to do with um, Siege or Siege. Anything. Uh, and then that game Gods and Monsters, which has been called sort of a Breath of the Wild like, but literally no yeah. gameplay has been seen from it. It was weird that they announced a release date for it in the first place. So not surprisingly, <laughs> that got pushed back. And then a big one, The Last of Us Part Two, got pushed back. Yeah, just last week. They announced the release date of February and then said, you know what? Nah. <laughs> My bad. We need a little bit more time. What in the world happened? Mm. <laughs> Yo, I think. <laughs> they want to make sure it's like. <laughs> they need to make sure it's good. Make sure you can pay $60 and not be upset about it. And we're going to talk about 
games that we paid sixty dollars for and were upset about. You know <laughs> no, what I'm saying? No, we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> no, that's 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 coming. But it's just like I feel like they scared. You know, we we have a lot higher threshold for buying one buying a game, two buying in-game content, and three continually playing a game. It's a lot harder for us to hit those three marks nowadays than it was back in the day. And uh, maybe they're realizing that and they're saying, hey, let's just make sure this is good. Let's cross all our T's and dot our I's. Very possible. Well, also, but, you gotta, they're following up like The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. So they can't like... Just yeah, you can't this, just... Yeah, they got to go like all in. Like yep. they got to make sure they fine tune every aspect of that game. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't put... If you put it out and it's not as good as the first one, they'll never live that down. Yeah, you can't. It can't be like slightly not as good. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's not enough. Yeah. It has to be amazing. No. Well, I mean, the thing so many people are just crying over The Last of Us in general. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They just love the story so much and it's so emotional and it's hitting a lot of players um from people who main different genres, they're liking the story. So if you're making a sequel, you gotta make sure it hits everybody, just like the yeah. first one did. So I mean man, you're right. You gotta Cause ain't uh, no Spider Man uh movie. You gotta go all in. <laughs> uh, I'm tired of Spider Man movies, I'm tired of Batman movies, I'm tired of Superman movies. Never. But yeah, um, the, the thing with The Last of Us 2 is the, the first game, I felt like it really kind of finished its story. So for Naughty Dog to justify even doing a sequel... Like, it's already a little sketch. Yeah, it is kind of sketchy. Like they said, they, Apparently, they felt like they found the story they wanted to tell bef- and then went through with the game. But if you... Me, personally, I didn't find The Last of Us 1's gameplay to be all that revolutionary. Like, it was the story that really... That, yeah, yeah. Like, yep. the atmosphere, the way they told that story via a video game is what yep. made that so, so like, hard-hitting. So, You think they're focusing on gameplay mechanics more on this you, sequel? Well, from a what lot I've, of the gameplay mm-hmm. looks like, like um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Yeah, okay. stuff I can see that. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Like, they definitely added more to it. Like, uh, apparently Ellie can, like, dodge. Like, there's, like, a dodge button and stuff. Um... There's a, I, I'm blanking now, but they've added like more to the actual characters' abilities because I think it is Ellie who you play for the majority. Like it's not Joel that's at the lead. I think it's probably Ellie, and then maybe Joel is tagging along, possibly. Mm-hmm. So you're switching. So like they're kind of changing up, making her a bit more viable as as a combatant. But I don't know, like. That stuff was passable. Like it didn't revolutionize anything. It wasn't like super ama- like, un- like how Uncharted is like very like poppy. Like it tells mm-hmm. you yeah. like a act kind of a blockbuster thing, but the gameplay is kind of just there. Like it kind of just gets you from point A to point B. That's kind of how I felt about The Last of Us, but to a lesser extent. Like Last of Us definitely has more engaging gameplay than Uncharted does, but it still wasn't like the main focus. Like you're not coming to that game for gameplay mechanics. Yeah. Okay. So it seems like maybe they are trying to make that a bit more viable, but it really does have to be the story that justifies itself because that game doesn't need to exist. Like The Last of Us One was kind of perfect. Okay, I agree. But, well, we'll see what they do with it because you know if you take an extra time, you gotta uh, you gotta justify it. Yeah, put that work in. But here's here's my 
theory as to why maybe all this stuff is being okay pushed back some. You think it's a funding thing? Um, maybe for Doom Eternal because yeah. <laughs> that's uh that's id software, and if I'm not mistaken, id is under the Bethesda umbrella now, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not understand. Sure, I'm, I'm gonna double check that. I thought they right got acquired. Now. Yeah, like, finish, your, finish your thought. I'm, I'm, I got you. But um, think about, and we're gonna get into some more Bethesda stuff. But think about Bethesda's track record as of late. Like the last game they released was Wolfenstein, Youngblood, which was not well received at all. <laughs> not this latest. And then prior <laughs> to that, they've been dealing with this whole Fallout seventy six thing. So, oh, like, bro! Yeah, I can't wait to talk about yeah. that. Yeah. Right. But, but so here's the thing. You, they're not. No, go ahead. Continue. So, Bethesda, I feel like I don't know how these games have been selling, but they definitely don't have a lot of good will towards them. So, Doom is supposed to be a very highly anticipated release. If that game comes out and is also bad for any reason, like what? Like what does that look like? It looks terrible. Yep. Like so, they got. Yeah, go ahead. I definitely got to look at the quality of the stuff they're putting out. I think they're trying to do all these things and trying to add. So, like, New Blood looked like it was a lot more gore and a lot more action and a lot more this that they had in, uh, was that New Order? or? Uh, 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 I think it is um, New, New Order. Wolfenstein, uh, the, the, the last one. Yeah, one, I think it was one. New Order or something. Yeah. So, or New Colossus. Yes. So they, they had to look at what was done right in that game. Uh, they felt like they just needed to add more of more blood, more gore, more combat. And I just added with two females. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really uh, they didn't really change anything up in that game either. They didn't really go back and kind of make a, a interesting story or um, it was it was like weirdly set that. too. Yeah, and it was like okay. Same thing with Fallout 76. They they put this game out, and I'm sure somebody had to consider that this was not a good idea. No, no NPCs. The game was super buggy the whole way through. Um, you start making some recourse to kind of fix those things, and then we'll get into that later of what's going on with that. As <laughs> opposed to looking at the franchises and the game that you put out that sold and that were critically acclaimed. You have Skyrim. You had uh, uh, Fallout three and four you, you gotta kind of look at those games and and see you, why they were successful yeah see what not you just, match up just, to exactly and i put this just these blanks like fallout 76 to me seemed just like a demo yeah i mean they were trying something new like yeah and i get that but you got to look at see what's already working in the industry and and kind of apply that to what you're putting out but like putting out a bad I mean, Wolfenstein, I was never a fan of, but I did play the the one before New World. I think the one I saw you playing, um, that was that wasn't bad. It actually played played fairly well, and the story was pretty pretty interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. it was a ridiculous story, but it all worked. You know, all worked together. Um, same thing with Fallout Four. I loved Fallout Four. I mean, I played the crap out of that. I like all the DLC. I even still go back and play it sometimes. It was a very solid game. But then you pull out seventy six which was a, a huge failure. And they, they added the NPCs. They made some of those changes. But we they couldn't have thought that putting this game out was a good idea. 
now, but, they, but they did it anyway. <laughs> like that's the thing. Anyway. Yeah, they did it, it anyway. It's like, well, think about it. They have like what Elder Scrolls Six, which you have nothing about. Yeah, right? I, I doubt that game is even like they've even started <laughs> working on it yet. <laughs> but it's like, you, like they, yeah, need, we'll they need a win. They need they really a win. do. They really do. And Doom Eternal has probably gotten the the most buzz of any of the things they've been working on for a while now. So because if anything game. at all looks shady about it, they probably want to just give it more time to yeah. uh, to cook. And then kind of the same thing with Ubisoft, who delayed three games because the last game they released, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, was a disappointment. Like, it just came out. People were not happy with it. Like, it, they, people thought that it mixed too much of all their other games together, and, like, it, it didn't have its own identity. Like, it was doing sort of what they did in Wildlands. It was copying a lot of what they did in The Division. It was doing mm-hmm. a lot of what they do in Far Cry with, like, you know, the open world stuff, like... They need... I think one of the trivia questions you asked was about the amount of title Tom Clancy titles right. that were out there. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and that got me thinking that instead of putting out so many of the... Because think about it. We had The Division. We had a Division 2. We have uh, Wildlands. You had mm-hmm. um, Rainbow Six. Breakpoint. Yeah. yeah, Rainbow Six. Instead of putting out all these different variations of each other, <laughs> but, like go back and put out something that's actually unique. Well, you know I mean? Gods and Monsters would have sort of sort of been that something brand new from them. But we just don't know what it is. Yeah, we don't know. We don't have any idea what that <laughs> game is. Like they, they showed us like a they showed us like a, a computer generated trailer of kind of and it was like a tease because it only lasted like what like thirty mm-hmm. seconds. Yeah. yeah. So no actual gameplay, no inter like I don't know what that game is. It just looks like the closest thing it looks like is Breath of the Wild. So who knows? Yeah. But then they push that back, too. So maybe I'm wondering if that game will ever even come out because because none of these, none of these they, they didn't give them dates. They just pushed them back, I think. Right. Because Watch Dogs yeah, Legion also yeah. had a date, didn't it? Yeah. And that was pretty cool. Wasn't that close to coming out? Yeah, that was, actually, supposed to be, that was supposed to be coming out this holiday season. Yeah. I mean, that actually looked good. It, it looked does. Yeah. The concept good. for it looks really it, cool. Yeah. And it sounded great. Like you had these like these people you played at that had permadeath where if they died you lost that character and each character had these different abilities it's kind of like kind of similar to what we were looking for in um state of decay is that what we were playing yeah yeah yeah. yes oh I well you had the different game. abilities but it wasn't as uh flushed out as we wanted it but you kind of got yeah, that kinda, you acquired these different players you played as and each one had different abilities, and I'm guessing that would have played to the overall narrative where you might need a character with this ability to kind of give you a different way into this facility or whatever it was. But it looked beautiful, and I, the, the combat looked really good as well. So here's my conspiracy theory as to why all this stuff is getting delayed. Okay, what's going on? Uh, New consoles are on the horizon, mm. right? So they're trying to push it to have split to be generation, maybe. Yeah, like. They're trying to cross over. The later they can release these games on the huge install base of the end of a tale of this generation, they can also maybe make a version that will run on the next generation so they can double dip. So let's... Because this worked tremendously well for Grand Theft Auto, remember? It really did. It came out, like, I want to say a year or so before the end of last generation. And then they added some stuff and released it again at the beginning of the next generation. And it's been a hit for the entirety of the generation. It's right? still a hit. So they just did, they pretty much did the same thing with Red Dead. I promise you, next generation you're gonna get a Red Dead 
uh, deluxe edition or whatever. Maybe they'll throw a whole bunch of extra stuff into Red Dead Online to maybe make that more viable. To try and monetize that the same way. It probably won't work as well because Red Dead Online has not been fun at all. <laughs> I was just about to ask you guys, you know, not to go too far off topic, but, like, I have a couple friends who swear Red Dead Online is the truth. <laughs> and it's so much fun. And I'm just trying to see, like, I've watched a couple guys stream it, and um, it looks fun for, like, mm-hmm. an hour. But, like, what's what's really popping on that game? Like, what? They need more detailed quests and stuff. Need, like, well, I, I think they have added certain things like that. Like, there's this whole thing yeah. about being a bounty hunter, like, quest lines and stuff. So yeah, it that. may be worth a look. Yeah, they added. I mean, we can like, revisit it. It just didn't feel like. It felt like a waste, like like a barren desert. Yeah, when when we parts. were in it, it definitely felt yeah. pretty empty. Like there was a storyline to follow there, but it was kind of impossible to do it because of the way other players would yeah. behave. Oh man! So we I think they've they've also tried to address that too. Like you can put yourself in like a like a passive mode or whatnot, and just go through the story without other people being able to mess with you. So it may be worth a shot. Give it back and see what they've put in there. But honestly, there's so much other stuff going on. Like I'm not super drawn to red dead 2 right now no yeah like i i can't see i can't see them really pushing this um this game onto the next platform like i, I can see them doing it but i don't see why when mm-hmm. I, you know i feel like the online community is just dwindling well to money would be why western enthusiasts i was what hoping they were gonna do like it, money um... would be why like that's that's why they do it <laughs> well that's i mean true. but it's yeah it, i feel like that that Red Dead online community is dwindling, so I, I don't know. Maybe I feel like at the by the time the next generation comes out, it it could be non-existent. That's true. I was expecting or hoping for an Undead Nightmare. Well, DLC. what if what if they're saving that kind of stuff for the next generation? Okay, because remember, like the stuff, they, the stuff they added to That's GTA Five when the new consoles came out were some of them were for the story, but. The biggest updates and stuff was to online. the online, the you know? Yeah, yeah like, true. The fact that, like, think about it. The fact that um, you had the extra horsepower allowed them to do more in the online space. So it'll probably be the same this go-round. Like, maybe they could make the Wild West that much more dynamic on those new consoles with this newer version. And maybe that's yeah, what they were planning to do all along. Like, this is just, the, you know, the, the beta or the demo. Do they still call it a yeah. beta? Oh, I hope not. Because when it yeah, launched, when it launched, wasn't it wasn't it called a beta? The online? Yeah, initially when it launched. I don't know. Oh yeah, 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 right yeah it was. Because I mean, think about it. next gen. You got the nerve gear. You just go full dive. <laughs> oh my god! Full dive <laughs> in the wild west, baby. As tired as I am of hearing that, I would be mad hyped if they dropped that <laughs> nerve gear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying not to. Get myself. About it. <laughs> also, uh, to, to sort of segue into the next topic, yeah, Doom talk. Eternal was supposed to be one of the big launch games for Google Stadia. Yup. Oh. And with that being delayed, now you Google know, Dark- really doesn't have anything. They have Dark Side of Genesis. Do they? That's that's supposed to launch too. Yeah, it's going to be on PC and uh, Google Stadia. But I mean, I mean that's. That's not that, like I like the Dark Side of series, but that's not no, on the same I, I level get, as like you know Doom. Yeah, that's not next. fantastic. It's just that's I didn't see that, consoles. that did pop up that they had to, <laughs> did have that. I didn't see that on there. Um, yeah, so so news came out that Google um, is planning on building multiple studios 
to give them first party exclusives. Planning. <laughs> yo, they should have been planned this. <laughs> exactly. Yo, they're launching the service. Well, the, the founder's version is coming next month, November, right? <laughs> they gave a date to that, I think November they're 15th. Like, oh, we forgot to get games. Oh, oh crap. They, right. Uh, the Disney, the Disney uh, streaming platform launches as well. Oh, it does. Yeah. Okay. Yo. So January is when the actual. Note about that. Yeah, go ahead. Quick note about the Disney um, streaming service. My, I was talking to my brother last night. He said he paid like, I think it was like $100 up front, and you get three years of Disney, the, the what's it called? Disney Plus? Disney um, Plus. Hulu. Yeah. Hulu and ESPN. No, no, no. Not that whole package. It's just mm. the Disney thing. $100 for three years. And I think it breaks down to like $4 a month. I don't know. Apparently that deal's still out there. Um, yeah, I, have I haven't to heard that. But... Yeah, yeah. Y'all check that That's out not bad. just in case. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. I didn't mean to deviate. No, no, no. You know. <laughs> <laughs> You're good, fam. Yeah, but, um, go. so... We've seen we've seen what happens when a platform holder can't entice people to their platform with exclusives. We've seen what happened. You get the deluge of Xbox versus PS4. PS4 is wildly in front of them because of the strength of their exclusives. Even though both of them have all these third-party games, which are the meat and potatoes of any console generation, it's the third party that kind of dictates how well the generation goes. First parties are very important to kind of Put your console in the lead. And just how PS4 was in the front for most of the generation, when Switch came out and all of its exclusives are basically hitting left and right, now Switch has overtaken Xbox as well. Yeah. So Microsoft has struggled the entire generation because they did not focus on exclusives, which they're trying to rectify now. They announced all those studios two E3s ago, right? And you're just now maybe going to start seeing the fruits of that. And you're definitely going to start seeing that when the next generation comes out. Stadia is joining this generation, this next upcoming generation, with literally nothing. Bruh. <laughs> I'm telling you, they showed up to the party and they forgot the chips. Like, that's exactly... I don't I don't know what's going on there. Like, they're supposed to be smart. I, they're I, supposed maybe, to be you know, smart. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm no... I'm not a in-depth game analyst. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not the market <clears throat> researcher. But it just doesn't seem like a good idea to just now start this. It's like when you show up to the cookout late and they just start cooking, you just upset the whole time. You know what I mean? <laughs> they needed to come with something strong, something that was going to pull everybody. You needed a big, a big, big launch title. Yep. They, they need to justify exactly. their like, service. You know those games, you're like, oh, well, what was it, Smash Brothers? Even if nothing else came out for the Switch, I was getting a Switch. That's why exactly. I bought a Wii U. I played. I played nothing like else that. on my Wii U but Smash Four. That's it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Like this, this is so frustrating because <laughs> I I believe in the technology that Google Stadia is pushing, like the streaming yeah. service where you can just play your game anywhere, you can access the saves from anywhere. Like that is really really convenient for the gamer. But then they're pairing it with a very old model, like a storefront where you literally have to buy every single game. And the thing is, uh-huh. like, if you have this great platform but no games, what are people supposed to do? And the games that you do have are available on the old platforms, the stuff that people already with are used your... to and have. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. what, like, so why should they jump ship to you? Because if I, if I sign up for Google Stadia or whatnot, 
or rather, if I buy a game on Google Stadia, because that's that's how the free version will work. Well, not free, but yep. the basic version. You would just buy the game on Stadia. You could use whatever controller you already have. You could use a computer you have, and you would just play it there, right? Why would I do that if all my other friends, you know, are playing it on the PS4 or playing it on the Xbox One or playing it on the Switch? You have to. Like, I need a reason to, to go there. A whole community. To get onto this online platform. Yeah, so that you can reap the benefits of what that platform does. Yeah. And they need to showcase what that platform does with their first part. Like, that's, this is what Nintendo is best at. They'll build an yep. entire game around whatever is the new thing for their system. Like, Mario 64. Like arms. <laughs> that's not where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> but real talk, though. They made arms to highlight the Joy-Con, right? Mm-hmm. Well... Yeah, yeah. I'm like not they, saying it was a good game. Don't it, get me wrong, but I'm saying a lot of people played it, and it made them say, "Oh, the Switch is so cool because you can do stuff like this." I would and, say a better example is the analog stick in Mario 64. Okay, the way okay. Mario, the way uh, Mario yeah, moves, yeah, yeah, I get that. Was to demonstrate how you can move in 3D with a stick because everything was digital before. Mm-hmm. And you got to think about it. The stick compared, for, as far as um. First-person shooters. I mean, think about yeah, that. I mean, dual analog sticks. Yeah. yeah, and the first-person shooter was just like, <laughs> like, like <laughs> makes no sense. <laughs> so it was like it, with N64 going to the uh, to the thumbstick. It was just like it felt perfect. It felt like it belonged, and it highlighted the functions of, that, of the games that you know incorporated it in there. Yeah, true. So Google is just going about this the wrong way this what they what they should have done is tell us about this streaming service and yep. offer a competitor to game pass which is and i'm gonna say it every time currently the is- best value in the video game industry today everybody should be copying game pass playstation should be copying it nintendo should be copying it google has the most to gain from copying a game pass like service because if i can literally stream my games from anywhere then give me a library to pull from. Don't make me yeah. buy a thing and then stream it. Like, I'm not going to buy my movies over the internet. Well, I mean, I guess some people do do that, right? But not when they have Netflix. You know what I mean? It's true, Like, yeah. Netflix exists. You have a library where you stream from anywhere. That th- <laughs> so I'm not going to buy a digital version of a movie so that I can stream that on some others, like on, what, what are these services called? Like Voodoo? Is that a video service? <laughs> like who's tell doing that? You, I'm not doing that. Tell them how you, tell them how you feel, son. Like tell it doesn't make sense. It's a, it's a stupid idea to have, and I feel like that's, that's why this all, this whole thing just feels so half-baked and it's so frustrating because like it's such a good idea. Yeah. It's a good yeah. idea that they're just executing so Terrible. poorly. It feels like at every turn they have nothing to show, but they keep saying, we got lots to show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I even forgot they were coming out. That's how I was just there, you, there you go. Like, they, they're giving no one any reason to be excited about it. I, I told you guys early on when we were talking about this that I was, like, for the sake of curiosity, I was thinking about getting a Founders Edition. As more yeah. information has come out, I was like, no, I can't, I can't like, as hype as I am for that service or just my curiosity to see what it is, I can't even justify to myself getting that $130 yeah founders thing because what am i going to do with it it disappointed you now it's like the crib waking up waking up on christmas there's no presents like i see why you're hurt (laughs) it's justified like the the biggest game that stadia has at their launch at this point is all the new stuff from destiny 2 a game that i stopped playing months ago (laughs) 
Exactly. They have yeah, nothing and it doesn't do. even give you all the expansions. So no, it does. It's like it does. The Witcher on the Switch. It's like, why do I care? It's like, <laughs> well, I mean, at least no? that's at least that's giving oh, you I, the option to take it on the go, which you couldn't do with any other ones, right? So that's yeah, one well, thing. Half the graphics, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> half the graphics. <laughs> it's like, but it's something. You got a six, I mean, that is that's something, Witcher. yeah. 64-bit Witcher, <laughs> don't quality to 64-bit. Yo, if they cross those servers over, don't be on my team playing on the Switch. I promise you. I'll kill you myself and get top eliminations. Like, top eliminations. But it's so, like, you know, I get you. It's like you have to have something to draw people in. You needed something big. Like, Fantasy Star Online, that's not coming out until, like, the end of next year. But I'm excited about it. I'm waiting facts. for it. I'm, and I'm we excited. only saw, what, uh, a minute? The trailer? Yeah, like, like, trailer, like yeah. a two-minute trailer. They needed something like that, something to pull people in. And once you got them in, then you can start releasing some of those third parties because they're still pay- playing that exclusive that you just introduced for, like, if it's good, for a couple of months. Then you start to introduce DLC and, and third-party games as they're coming out. Reintroducing stuff from the past or porting it over doesn't necessarily bring revenue. That's And honestly, that's... Early on, like when the Switch first came out, that's kind of what they were doing. Yep. And I and I felt the same way. I didn't buy a Switch at launch. It wasn't until I yeah, it wasn't until I started seeing oh, Smash is coming. Oh, uh, what's it? Mario arms. Odyssey is I out. You love arms. He said arms. <laughs> arms. <laughs> arms and legs, baby. Gotta get legs too. <laughs> Uh, like New Bayonetta was you know supposed to be coming. Like all all the mm-hmm. stuff that I can only get there. That's yeah. when I was like, okay, maybe I'll I'll see what the switch is about. Because if you're if Google is appealing to an audience that already exists, they have game consoles. You know, someone who doesn't play video games, they're not going to be early adopters of whatever Stadia is. You know, they're not going to mm-hmm. choose to play uh, Destiny Two for the first time ever on on, on Google Stadia. Stadia. No. Like, yeah, That's because when get. there's ten people online. And none of them don't like you. Just like, <laughs> what am I supposed none to do? Of them don't like you. And don't get that most people who are going to get a Stadia who or who got a Switch already have existing consoles. So you have to put something out. So like when I got a PlayStation, it was to play the exclusives: God of right. War, yeah. Spider Man, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn, Neo. Yeah. It was to play oh, those sure. things that I could only get on that platform. You got you to get them to the ecosystem with exclusives and then keep them there by being on par with everything else, you know? I'll say I'm afraid for the Stadia because once they jump in this water, you can't jump out. <laughs> you can't jump out. I mean, Google is notorious for, like, leaving things behind that don't work. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be butt naked in the, in the tub and you can't get out. But um, I, I, I do hope things turn around like it pro- like i don't expect them to know to like take the world by storm immediately but this just seems like they're starting like really lazy well, launch. they're like they're I a lap they're behind coming, at the start they're coming out too early i feel like they should have waited they should have they should have waited they a should've. little bit i wonder why they chose now to be like yo we we got to tell the folks about this now. i don't know i Wait. wish i knew what was the opportunity that maybe the market- it's at the life it's at the end of the life of some of the current gens. Oh, so they're trying to jump you, on. I don't know, maybe because next year it's going to be. 
Yeah, next it's year is going to be, be all about year. yeah. It's going to be yeah. all about the new consoles by by holiday season next year. We're going to have new consoles in the market. Yeah, so crazy. So, speaking of disappointment, Fallout seventy six. <laughs> <laughs> so recently, right, right into there. Recently, Bethesda has announced a new paid service Oof, for your called Fallout game. First. That allows you to pay one hundred dollars a yes. year, hundred dollar a year, so <laughs> to get private servers for your for your Fallout sessions. And mind you, private servers, like paid private servers, are they're not a new thing. That's a thing that even exists in Minecraft. Like it's oh, a, yeah. it's a it's a what, what's the word? It's a consistent world. You know, it's not like okay, yeah. it's not like a P to P thing where. You, you start a custom game and everyone jumps in and then that game disappears when everybody leaves. Like, no, anyone can just log back into it thing. and all that stuff stays there. So it makes sense that you would have to pay to maintain that, right? But the the very last thing that uh, the devs said about Fallout 76 was that all of their services going forward would be free, will be for, free. for the people yep. who pay for the game. Then they came out and said, you know what? We can't do that. Sorry. Here's a hundred dollar a year service that gives you <laughs> access to private servers, and then some a couple other things that I couldn't even be bothered to read about because I don't care about Fallout seventy six. Who's still playing that game? Do this those people thing, want right? this? So, <laughs> and, and 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 the article that we read on Forbes kind of highlighted it just perfectly, right? It's a hundred dollars a year, or right, the more expensive option is twelve ninety nine a month. That is more than your Netflix subscription. That's more than your Hulu subscription. It's okay. more than that's uh, more than Game Pass. It's more than Game Pass. Well, no, it's well, Game Pass itself is what like ten bucks. Yeah, like yeah. ten but bucks a month. With gold, it's fifteen. Yeah. So anyway, that's almost Game Pass alone. And, like, and what are you, and what to... are you getting for it? Like exactly, Fallout seventy six would need to be literally the only game you're playing. For this to make basis, sense, your friends got to be playing with you. Yes, because the, the the private servers only hold eight people max. <laughs> Yo, and so you know when when I was reading this, I was thinking like, okay, what if me and my friends all put in for the hundred dollars a year? You know, mm-hmm. and That's I'm thinking probably viable. we have a good community of like what uh, probably fifteen active players on a regular basis, plus um, other people jumping in and out. If all let's say just ten of us said ten dollars we get the server for us for the year it'll be super cool okay yeah but you can't even have 10 people in there <laughs> right <laughs> you gotta ro- you gotta rotate in and out all right you had your hour hey, yo, it's my turn I-, I paid so it's my turn you need to get off it's my turn now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just ridiculous it's like it's just the latest thing from this struggling game like <sighs> hey guys i know you're struggling with the game but look just give us some more money we promise it's going to be. That, it, 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 <laughs> se- it seems like a desperate grasp for more money. Like they're yeah. just low on money. Anybody buying that is has got familial ties to the Fallout team, or there's there's some kind of outside incentive. I can't see why even hardcore players would want to do this. Exactly, and and hopefully this this is a to me it's a bad sign. Like you said, they're grabbing for money. Like I'm hoping there's no like you know. We're going to have to file for bankruptcy type situation going on. And that's what I mean. You need to sprinkle out the games that you're not sure about with some of the games that you know are going to sell. You got to sprinkle those in there so that way 
some confuse you know, the, the you can offset. Yeah, you, can offset <laughs> you, you can offset some of that loss. You know what I mean? To with, and so you don't have like such a track record of bad games that just came out. You got to sprinkle it in there. You just got to. You got to well, some good if, with some maybes. You well, know going, what I mean? going so back like, to the the stuff with the games being delayed. Maybe that's what that's what they were doing, and then Doom got delayed. You know. Well, no. What if they're what if they're trying to see how much money they're going to make from the subscription, so they can then pay for the rest of those games? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, you got to rob Peter to pay Paul. He's like, okay, oh, let's see how much goodness. you're going to get in, so if we can see how much we can put towards this game, and then yeah, we'll I, figure out what we're going to do. I don't know. That that timeline seems a little tight to me, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's possible. Yo, so what? So some of the the features that they are um, they're saying you can get with this, right? You have a scrap box, unlimited storage for crafting components in your own new scrap box container. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Survival tent, a new placeable fast travel point with a stash, sleeping bag, and more for your basic needs. So like fast travel is in there? Yeah, but you get to put it where you want. Okay. Okay. Um, atoms. Receive 1,650 atoms per month to use in the atomic shop. I'm guessing that's their like, like premium currency. currency. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, let me tell you something. If I pay for Wait, I'm sorry. Stuff, was that it? Was that the end of the list? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I should <laughs> Oh, you know what? There's there's two more. There's two more. I had to scroll past the ad. Oh, Ranger, outf- Ranger armor outfit. A iconic Fallout outfit exclusively for members. Icons and emotes pack, the most important one of them all. Unique icons and emotes available only to members. For $100. This is what you're buying for $100 a year or $12.99 a month. <laughs> Yo, $13 a month. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say $12.99. Honestly, because <laughs> they need all the good press they can get. <laughs> At $13, that's what I'm getting? Like... I think in in the Xbox chat that we're all in, I think there's maybe one person who still will routinely talk about playing Fallout 76. I'm very curious how that person (laughs) feels about this, like if they have any interest in this at all. Maybe they bought it. Maybe they spent that hundred bucks. But like, who's he going to play with? Gonna have his I own mean, world. Just your own world. Like, if you're playing by yourself, you might as well just buy Fallout 4 and play by yourself. Right, right. There's That's no true. need for the game. All, you got all the mods and stuff. You can do whatever you want. Everything. Or play the brand new Fallout game, Outer Worlds. <laughs> like, Outer Worlds. <laughs> no, man. Like, okay, yeah, it's, it's super close. I can't even defend Outer Worlds so much, but I like it a lot more than Fallout 4. It's Blast so weird. Me. This thing is just getting Blast to my head. Me. But yeah, man, like they, they wow for this. They, That's a bold move. It's craziness. It is. Pure craziness. It's an already struggling game. Let's put a subscription on it. After we're not going to charge y'all for nothing more. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So that's us venting about more Fallout 76 nonsense. Uh, we're going to do mailbag. Uh, this is carryover from last week. Uh, Snick360 still uh, coming through with the questions. He asks, I recently got into Berserk's animated The Golden Age Arc movies. Uh, there are three in total via Netflix. I remember being introduced to this franchise years ago when I played and enjoyed Sword of the Berserk, Guts' Rage, on the Sega Dreamcast. Never heard of that game. <laughs> have I you guys watch him play it. 
Oh, you did? Okay. Have you guys even watched these Berserk movies? And if so, what do you think of them? I personally have not. I've not watched any Berserk media. I know what it is. I haven't watched any of it. Have you guys? I have. I watched Jeff all has. three movies. So did and I. I watched, and I watched okay. the anime. So he wants to know what you guys think. I finished it. Lou, you go. Jeff, you want to Okay, okay. I no. got it. I got it. Okay. So, the Berserk movies. They're the first, probably the first anime where I really enjoyed the 3D, 2D mix. Um, the, the Those movies are great. I think they're awesome. Just a heads up to anybody who's thinking about watching them. The very last movie gets very gruesome. And there's trigger warnings there. That's kind of part of the reason why I don't want to watch the Berserk movies. That like, I'm kind of adverse to gory, like, unnecessary gore. Like... I don't think it was unnecessary, but it was definitely gory. Yeah, some of us just showed a descent <laughs> in which the the one uh, the antagonist was kind of going into, like mm-hmm. how far he like sunk yeah. to achieve what he was trying to achieve. So some of it's uh, is definitely necessary, and it does give you that imp- impression. Yeah, you, you're you hate the antagonist at that point, and it, you, you never really. Like you feel sorry for him because it's, it's it's more of an origin story, you know. And you feel sorry for the antagonist initially, and then you're just like, "Oh no, no, no! Now you're now you wow! Now you are way <laughs> too much, man! <laughs> way like, but you passed too bad, revenge. disrespectful. Yep. Yeah, you passed like you got your revenge for stuff. Now you just doing extra stuff. It's really funny. When I first watched them, I was on deployment uh, back in 2014, I want to say. And someone brought it on a hard drive, and we watched it. And I'm like, "Yo, these these are crazy. These, you know." And on our way back into deployment, they have this thing called uh, a Tiger Cruise, where I was stationed in San Diego. So we stop in at Hawaii. You can have family members come to Hawaii, get on the ship, and sail back in with you into San Diego, right? Um, my brother joined us on the Tiger Cruise, and he was kind of seeing, you know, what our everyday life was. I think they spent ten days on board, and I was like, yeah, man, sometimes we just sit in this office watching anime. You should watch this one that I just watched, you know, Berserk. It's <laughs> super cool. And I totally forgot about the ending. So my younger brother, now he's not that much younger than me, but my younger brother is watching this, the first two movies, and he's like, yo, this is great. This is pretty cool. And then he watches the third one, and he's like, bro, you could have warned me. That was disgusting. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> His face was just like, what did I just watch? And I, I feel so bad for not warning him. That I was like, yo, the end of that is very gruesome, very trigger warning. Like, But it's I think it's a good series, and it's a great origin story to the anime that happens afterwards. They set up everything pretty well. Like I said, it's, it's, it was my first time enjoying the blend of... 2D, 3D animation uh, in, in anime. Okay, wait that the, that one you're talking about is the Netflix one, like the new one. Yeah. I know that there was like Golden a new Age. show, right? Oh, Jeff, you. Yeah, are I'm not hearing you. <laughs> oh, my bad. Uh, so there are no new movies. The movies just got poured over into yeah, Netflix. Got... Oh, okay, yeah. all right. But there is an anime that is a continuation of the movies. Okay, so all that stuff's on Netflix, like as of right now. Besides the anime. Okay. <clears throat> Just the Golden Age movies. Yes. I forgot where I was watching the anime at. Uh, Probably not uh, legal. Probably not illegal. Uh, okay, not, not legal watch, cartoons, watch cartoonsonline.com or something, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, we do not, you know, um, you don't, We don't condone piracy. Pirating. 
No, this, this was happened legit. A, yeah, this, this happened a, a long website. time ago. That's no, legit illegal there's website. There's no downloading. There's, there's no streaming. It's legit. It has its own domain. You know what okay. I mean? Yeah, that's, that's why it says that's property not, of that's not what that means. studios at the bottom of it. That's not what that means. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, what's, no, what's, your, what's your take on the no, franchise? No, I agree. I think um, uh, the movies told a great story. You got to understand the character Guts. And I was when I was watching, I never knew it was anime because I did used to watch Snicks play the Berserker game on uh, the Dreamcast. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And he would get his Berserk mode and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then years later, I saw the movie. I was like, oh, this is actually an anime. And he goes yeah. through the movies. And, I mean, um, the anime the does... are real cool. They are. Like, especially the ones in the animated. They, like, when he actually gets his his form, his new form. Yeah. That was actually pretty cool. So I would definitely recommend it to people. But like Blue said, that third movie does you have some yourself. darker... Yeah, some darker uh, images that you need to be ready for. I'm talking about, like sexual and, and, and blood and whatnot. So just be aware of that going into it. But if you yeah. if you can stomach it, it's worth your time. I probably can't stomach it. You can stomach <laughs> you watch human centipede. You can stomach I that. definitely did not yeah. watch human centipede for you that did. exact reason. Like I know what goes on in that movie. I'm, I'm, it's not for me. I watched that movie, y'all. I, 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 I started it was like this is not <laughs> For me, no <laughs> thing. Yo, that's what I did too. I, I started watching. I'm like, this is not for me, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, how they go get up? Oh, this girl's oh. stupid. Yeah, I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> like, uh, what? Do, what do they call it? Um, like gore porn? Is that the term? Ooh, I don't like that. Mm-mm. Is that like <laughs> that makes is that, me feel weird? Is that, like is that the term? I might no, I might have it the term might. wrong. But like, because like, there's there's a whole genre of this oh, kind wow. of media of where they just over the top gore, and I just don't see the appeal. Uh, like there was a there's a TV show called Tokyo Gore Police or something. Have you ever heard of this? Oh, no, it's what like a live Tokyo action Go- uh, Japanese show, I think, and it's like it's like Power Rangers, but like they just use all sorts of like gory special effects. I think. Like it's just super Is it like over the that top. Movie, um, Ninja Assassin, Ninja Scroll. I did see that. Yeah, Ninja no, Assassin. Ninja. Oh, I did watch Ninja Assassin. I like Ninja Assassin. Ninja Assassin's not over it the top. Was good. No, okay, it was. okay, 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 okay. Hold on. It's over the top. It's not unnecessarily gory. Do you do you get what there I mean? Blood legit yeah, I get everywhere. <laughs> but like blood everywhere is not the problem. Like I'm talking about stuff where like oh I'm gonna. Guts. Put my hand in. I ripped out your intestine, and then I choked you with the intestine, and then the intestine is like on the back of my ear. Like it's like just unnecessary. Okay. Well, like pooping in your mouth, stuff like that. Uh, oh no, that's not. He's <laughs> not talking about human centipede. <laughs> that's human centipede. That's just not not cool. Oh, I'm thinking about it now. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that's. We're gonna the one just... in the middle was like... <laughs> We're just going to move on. From it. The one on the end had it the worst. Yo, did you see uh, Kim Peele's skit about that? <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, Kim Peele had I a skit about the human centipede survivors, and they called each other Oh, like, I did hey, see this. Middle guy. Yeah, and it was like a support group. <laughs> He's like, bro, I left that life behind him. No, nah, come on, man. You can eat this curry. I know you like curry. <laughs> like, oh, dang. Terrible. Oh, my God. <laughs> So, right. so, yeah, we're going to pretend that conversation didn't happen. <laughs> and um, <laughs> we're going to go to our top three this week. <laughs> top three games that you most regret buying 
Uh, does anybody want to go first? Because I don't actually have... Well, actually, I have three, but... No, I'll just go first. You guys are okay with that? <laughs> go ahead. Mm. All right. So, my first one. This is going to yeah. sound weird, but Mortal Kombat 10. <gasps> what? I like the Mortal Kombat series. I've loved it since I was a kid. But Mortal Kombat 10, I played through the story, played maybe a couple of online matches, and then never touched the game again. That's sad. I'm sorry. So your you second one, Soul Calibur, the new one? No, because like, the amount of time I spent playing Soul Calibur 6 was way more than I ever spent playing Mortal Kombat, honestly. Like, I played through the, more, the MK10 story, and I liked it a whole lot. I thought it was great. But it then, was good. Yeah, after that, like, I bought that game brand new, like $60. Like, Ooh, yeah. I just didn't get my money's worth out of it at all. So, which was part of the main reason why when MK11 came out, I watched all the cutscenes on the internet because I really do like that series. Story. I like the story and everything, but I'm like, I'm yeah. not going to play this game enough to justify me paying for it at this point. Maybe if it's super cheap or maybe it shows up on Game Pass, I'll definitely hop in there, you know? Yeah. But MK10, yeah. I definitely regretted paying for that up front because I just, Mortal Kombat games, I just don't get the mileage out of it. Like I used yeah. to. Like I played more Kombat two for years and years and years and years. But Man. not anymore. Um uh, second one. Custom Robo on the GameCube. Do you remember this game? I Bro, did. that game was good. That game was not that was good. Fun. That game was that not game was good. Fun. It was not fun. That game let me it down. Was, it had the, the dopest idea was good. Yeah. Matter of fact, I should have actually remembered this when we did our uh top game trailers. Because the trailer for Custom Robo is hype as hell. I was so sold on that game from the trailer. <laughs> and then when it came out, and it was like this stupid little box where you see both characters the whole time, and you'd like, die. that game felt and played so trashy. Like, after, <laughs> after like less than a week, I was like, I don't like this at all. I was very disappointed. Man. Especially since we, at, during that time, we were super hooked on this game called Gotcha Force, where like you played yeah. with like a bunch of little robots, like toy-like characters, and like, you had this super massive arena, like you had like behind, like third person behind the back control over them, and like everything felt unique. I thought that custom robo would be like that, but you could you know build the character, like you could kind of customize their movesets or something, which is something I wanted in Gotcha Force. And so I was just mm. wildly disappointed when I actually played that game. And Nintendo must have felt it too because they never released another one after that. So <laughs> wait, no, they put um, custom robo on. Did they put it on the DS? Not that I know of. No, I don't remember on. that. They had a mobile version somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I was on Virtual Boy. <laughs> Virtual You're probably Boy. right. <laughs> 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 so, uh, my third one. Um, weirdly enough, I'm not like the biggest sports fan. Like, I never have been. But I did used to play a lot of sports video games. I used to play all the old um, NBA Lives uh, some yeah. of the 2Ks, the early ones. I used to play all the Maddens. And then I bought Quarterback Club. Mm. Which is not Madden is at all. It? it was it was, uh, it was was a N64 era football franchise. I think there were other ones. I can't remember what mm-hmm. year this one was. But um, I, w- I was trying to find a, you know, a new football game. And Quarterback Club was trying to be a simulation. So like... Back then, Madden wasn't as simulation heavy as it is now. Quarterback Club yep. was supposed to be that, and I it wasn't a fun game because like really? er, it, to do anything was super hard. Like back in the day, you would pass um, in Madden, 
And like your receivers would just catch the ball. In quarterback club, you had to press the catch button. <laughs> oh, so, oh wow! I don't know if you have to do that in Madden nowadays. It just makes it easier. It, but it was yeah, everything was just had catch. like coming from Madden to quarterback club back then. Everything just had way more steps than it needed because they were trying to make it yeah. feel more. I don't know, like more real. I guess. I can see that. They they even had a um, and I think Madden did do this later on too. They had a first person view when you're like the quarterback in that game, where you could like mm-hmm. look around and like try to throw the ball. Unplayable in that in that way. <laughs> you can't play the game in first person. Like you don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. So uh, I was, and and you know back in those days, like you have to convince your parent to like get the games for you. So when you do that, you're stuck with it. You play it a bunch anyway. But like I just never had fun actually playing that game. So those are those are my three. Uh, Blue Jeff, who wants to go next? Go ahead, Jeff. Okay, so this was a tough one for me. Yeah, because um, you've never regretted a game purchase before. <laughs> something that stick out. Um, what'd you say? I say because you've never regretted a game purchase before in your life. Uh, <laughs> so Shadow Run. Okay, yeah, I definitely see that. You yeah. I paid for that. I got it on release day. Um, and I was working at Short Hills Mall at the time, so I got GameStop and went and picked it up and um, couldn't find a match. There was no Yeah, there, there was, was no, no one playing that game. <laughs> yeah, there was no one playing. There was no campaign, so there wasn't like, you know, I can go to the campaign or whatever. Um, it had a great idea. You had magic mixed with technology, you had some elves, some 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 dwarves, some some uh, I think they were orcs or something. Um, there were melee weapons. Had some great ideas going on there, but I couldn't find a match. So That's luckily, the sad. guy at GameStop was like, hey, "If you don't, if you can't find a match by tomorrow, just bring it back and I'll I'll refund it for you." So he bought about any refund. That's clutch. Super nice. Yeah, that's clutch. Yeah, that's the human element that we're missing in the game retail. Exactly. Um, so right now. I always bought my games from there. But anyway, that was the one game because it was just like. I could play like, the game. The game could have been good. Who knows? Because yeah. you couldn't, yeah, you I'm, could not play an actual out. match in it. Yeah. Um, like I, 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 there was a demo that I, came out for it. That's what I played because I didn't, yes, I didn't go I buy. The demo. Yeah, I didn't go buy the yeah. game. But I, I, I think the there demo, were people the in the demo. Yeah, there were people in the demo for a little bit. Yeah. So I played that, but could not find a match. But it did play very well. The magic. Um, the, the melee weapons, they were pretty cool. They should try that again. Even in, like, the practice mode, but there was no campaign. So even <laughs> yeah, you if couldn't, I couldn't do find anything. Match, you couldn't I do couldn't play the it. campaign. <laughs> so it was like, you know, what am I going to do? Um, next one's going to be Fallout. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> I'm just going to run around as Reinhardt just <laughs> trying to destroy um, inanimate objects that can't be destroyed. You know what I mean? It's just like, eh. You hit it, it's a scratch, and a couple seconds later, the scratch is gone. Oh, so like, man. What's That's the point? Yeah. You know? uh, next is going to be Fallout 5. Not Fallout 5. I'm sorry. Far Cry 5. Oh, okay. Okay. Actually, yeah. I bought that game, too. That was terrible. Yeah, I bought it at 60 bucks too. It was a birthday Ugh. present. It was... Uh, well, I didn't buy it, but it was... I was about to say, oh, somebody got it for you. <laughs> it was a birthday present. And they're like, well, which game do you want? And I'm like, uh, Fallout 5. I think I, I remember you were, like, asking, oh, should I get yeah, this I or asking, something yeah. else? And I was just like, I ended up on that. And I think I played 10 minutes of the game. Mm. Don't, I, it might not be a bad game, mm-hmm. but you, it just, just you didn't weren't feeling it. pull me in. 
because there's so many games I need to go back and finish and so many games I have that I need to play that I couldn't justify going back and spending more time on that game. Usually the games that get me to spend more time on them are the ones that they suck me in. There's some type of multiplayer aspect to it because then I can do better than my friends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm all about that. I'm all about being stronger and making sure my character or my hunter is 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 well prepared for combat so that he makes yeah. somebody else's hunter looks like they shouldn't have became a hunter. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I know, I know what you mean. So it's weird oh, you because know you've I, never achieved I that. I feel like there's some subtext <laughs> there, but I agree in general. <laughs> you should, you should be competitive. You should yeah. try to be the best, just like <laughs> I catch them. And in, the, <laughs> in the single player game, I need to feel immersed. Like okay. in the, the, the story wasn't bad in the beginning, but it didn't suck me in. You know what I mean? Like yep. when. I, the multiplayer game, when I first start, it needs to be immersive. That story, those cutscenes, it needs to suck me in. And then the combat needs to be fun. Then you can open it up and let me do whatever I want. But now I'm sucked into the world. I'm invested in it. Mm. Now I can go and kind of make up my own narrative for what I'm going to do. I mean, it's not a bad game. The, the, the shooting is goo. The weapons are pretty cool. It just, at the time, it wasn't, it wasn't the best game I was playing at the time. Yeah. Now... The third one is a bit of a conundrum. Um, I wonder if I'm surprised y'all didn't choose any of the games I chose so far. <laughs> All right, because <laughs> I love this game, but I also hate this game. Okay, and um, it kind of breaks my heart to say this, but it's probably uh, going to be Anthem. I knew you were going to say that. I, I knew it. I suspected it. <laughs> I knew you. But I, I didn't know if he would admit it. <laughs> I love that game. Mm-hmm. I paid for EA Access just to play that game a few days before. Oh, no. And I loved it up until the end game. There were some things I had to overlook throughout the story. I mean, yeah. the characters, I like the characters. I like the world. I like I uh, the story. I like the, the travel, the traversing the terrain. I like, I like uh, almost every aspect of the game. Except for a few things. Obviously, I don't like the variation. I don't think the enemies are very... They don't make an impression. Yeah, that, that's the first thing I picked up on when we were playing... Yeah. Um, what, what were we playing? The, the, the beta? beta? Yeah. yeah I would, like, the fights seem like, very generic. Like, you're just shooting mm-hmm. into like the air for the most part. And that's all you're doing. It's flying back and forth, just shooting at nothing. And I can overlook that. But there needs to be more... Like, for me, Diablo, I always... Any type of looter shooter I always compared to Diablo. Diablo has their cannon fodder type enemies, but they mm-hmm. also have those unique enemies. Each, you know what I mean? So, like, there were the, vari- the different, you know, factions of enemies. I want to see more unique enemies. You know what I mean? Like they More than, like, three or four bosses. Yeah, it was like... <laughs> and then, like, you had, like, bosses, bosses, and you had mini bosses. Yeah. You know what I mean? And even though Anthem feels like an open-world game... It is so, not. It is not. Run and also the cage. end game, it was like, okay, the strongholds are supposed to be like their equivalent to, to the to the raid type stuff. Mm-hmm. But once you did those, <laughs> that was it. You just keep farming and farming. And then the drop rate weren't that great. Yeah, and it was like there wasn't enough weapons or items. There wasn't enough item pool. You know what I mean? Um it just overall, for me to go <clears throat> Yeah, it just kept in order for me to go back. Yeah. 
letting you down. <laughs> and I wanted to like it. I mean, yeah, I, I always believe I was so I was super high. I wanted I wanted Anthem to be a better Destiny. Yeah, same here. Same like, I here. really I was wanted so that. I'm still waiting trailer. for that. And, and that's probably one of the trailers I should have mentioned last week. You know what I mean? As oh, the uh, Anthem trailer, the, yeah. honorable yeah. mention. Yeah, and see, Destiny is one of my favorite games. It always will be. Yeah. I love Destiny. If there were certain things that were fixed, I could go back and play Destiny again. Because even then, I find myself wanting to to, 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 to go see back what's and play. new, right? Get yeah. on that grind. Yeah, and that if Destiny I didn't have grind to is go nice. back and pay for the DLCs now. I would be more inclined to go back and pay for it. I yeah, mean, I would go back to play it. Yeah, but if, like, if those become free these, in the future, I yeah. might, I might. I'm like a few DLCs behind. I'm like, because uh. my we used to play. I used to play Destiny, and I mean, this is a little sidetrack, but I used to play Destiny to the point where anytime a new uh, DLC or raid came out, it was on it. I took off that day. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I remember trying to beat Crota from like not eight o'clock in the morning to like eleven o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Destiny was nope. the wave for some time. Yes, and they brought the moon <laughs> back Destiny in this new thing. Wasn't everything they promised, but they evolved and got better. They, sh- they definitely did. And definitely Anthem did. isn't doing that. I'm kind of thinking they gave up on Anthem. I feel like they did too. EA, EA has done that very thing before, like just kind of giving up on franchises when they don't when they they don't start out well. They just go, all right, well, forget it. We'll cut our losses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's gonna be um my top three. RIP. Um okay, for me, right? These I- I'm really surprised that we had no crossovers. Um What you got? But my first one, uh Sigma, this one might hit you too, but I feel like Soul Calibur six was a waste of my money. Mm. See, I Especially don't feel that $6. way. The story I mean, I... was absolute crap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue with that. This, this story was absolute crap. Not even a good cutscene in there. Mm. It was all still images with terrible, cheesy voiceovers. There were like two or three cutscenes in it. I don't even mm. remember them. That's how. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I, 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 I get exactly where you're coming from. Then you had a personal mode where you can make your character and then go through this whole other story, mm-hmm. which was more interesting than the main story and still crappy. Yeah, it was right? just long. Like it was long for no n- needlessly reason. Needlessly long. Same yeah. thing over and over, and you're grinding to get some uh, money to get some gear that didn't really matter. If uh, no, Soul Calibur six. <laughs> then they made the pairing way too easy. You press one button, sit there. No matter what somebody throws at you, you can throw it back. No matter what. See, I, there's a little. I I know why that's frustrating, but there is a little more nuance to the parrying than that. Well, yeah, there's side steps, and then you have but, the rock paper scissors mechanic. And there, after- there um, there are attacks that do multi hits that can yeah, beat that you too. Can yeah, trump that. I see that right, but overall, in many other games that you play, uh, many other fighting games, it is not that easy to parry. You're not just pressing one button. Anybody can jump yeah, in there and end yeah. up winning a match I, I, by I accident. Mean. <laughs> I mean, you can legit win matches by accident. In that but game. then the other person would have to be really bad, though. Because like, if all, cause if all your said, opponent's doing is parrying, and then all you're doing is hitting their parry, then... Because you can grab somebody out of a parry. Like, they won't parry Oh, yeah, grab. most definitely. Most, well, actually, depends on how far you are. If you're too far away, it'll register as an attack. You know what? Yeah, you're you right, them. you're right, yeah. Because the parry so starts, and then, it, and then it attacks, right? It's wild. <laughs> 
Um, I did love the custom, the character customization. That's that honestly game. why I, like I justified the purchase of that game because I had so I had a ridiculous amount of fun just making characters did. in that game. I remember the first week you and I were going back and forth like, "Yo, check out what I did with this. Check out what I did with this." Yeah, oh, you made you made Grandpa right <laughs> from, from the, um, uh, Granddad from Boondocks. From Boondocks, that's super cool. You know what I mean? Like, um, I think about I going back to do more stuff in that game from time to time, too. And I have actually gone back and played, like, like if I want to play something and I'm in a rush, I'll go online in Soul Calibur Six sometimes yeah. and just fight online. And Adam plays yeah. that game, too. So it's one of the games that I'll Honestly. put him in front of when he wants to play, like, a fighting game. So, like, I feel like I got my money's worth out of it, but I completely understand what... Because that's exactly how I felt about MK10. Like, I just didn't yeah. touch it again after the one thing I liked in it. So, yeah, Soul Calibur 6 was a waste of money to me, unfortunately. <laughs> and I love the Soul Calibur series. I think that's why it hit me so hard. I loved 4. I think 4 was probably the best one. Yeah, I actually four, I liked 5, though so a lot of people didn't, right? That I one was like PS4 five. exclusive. That's the only reason I didn't play it. Play it. Not 4, PS3. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I didn't, I didn't play it because I, I didn't have a PS3 at the time. Yeah, that one was great. And then 6 was just a major flop, in my opinion. The new characters weren't weren't interesting. If yeah, they weren't interesting to me. Like in the in five, they were like yeah. descendants of the old characters. And that was super cool. You know what I mean? It's like a whole other generation. Yeah, cool. And then they just like, eh, forget that generation. Let's go ahead. And oh wait, no, guy. I'm sorry. Yeah, five wasn't exclusive. That was three. I'm thinking. Those three was yeah, yeah three was yeah. exclusive to PlayStation. Yeah, five I played, and yeah, I didn't like that at all either. Uh, yeah. A lot of people didn't like it. I enjoyed it personally, but six was a huge letdown for me. So uh, maybe I just got the letdown of five on top of six. <laughs> I mean, just let me know if you want to play some Soul Calibur six. I'll I'll hop back. Okay. On it. <laughs> the next one. Um, see, now I have four of them. Oh, okay. I'm trying to decide which ones make the top three, right? Uh, okay, this one. Don't be mad, y'all. I feel like the division two. Uh, Honestly, as soon as you hit Endgame, you get the world tier five or six or whatever it is. You know, I feel like the 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 hormone monster in uh, Big Mouth. <laughs> what you gonna do? Like, <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> like, the, raid the raid was, was very disappointing. Stupid, impossible. Yeah, it it, it wasn't balanced very well. It was um, so difficult to get into it with people. That it was you hard did. to like, it yeah, was, it was hard to coordinate folks to do it. There is nothing pulling me back into Division 2 right now. Not one thing. But, I mean, that game was, like, what, 35, 40 hours to get to the point to where we stopped? I feel like that's that was enough for me. It was cool getting to that to the World Tier 5. Yeah, like, I enjoyed also, that whole journey up until where I stopped playing. <laughs> it was repetitive. It was very repetitive. And I, I had a good time coordinating with friends, but it's just... By the end of it, the story was crap, and we all know. The story yeah, the story was, was crap. the story was garbage. <laughs> yeah, the story was very terrible. Um, all the pretty much it was like move into one room, find out how you're gonna get around this cover and kill that dude behind the turret or whatever, or target this old boss and move around. All right, then you go to the next room. There's a hallway with ammo. Next room, hallway ammo. Next room, hallway ammo. That's what the game was, like almost a hundred percent, and. It, it didn't. It wasn't fun enough for me to pay sixty plus dollars for that. 
I I understand. Yeah. I feel differently, um, but I definitely understand. I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these are my regrets. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> last but not least, I'm sure you guys will agree with me on this one. Fortnite. I didn't pay. For I didn't pay for Fortnite. I paid for you Fortnite. Got it for free. Oh, wow. I paid for Fortnite, and I'm still salty about it. I I get it. <laughs> I'm not going. That would make sense. That hate. <laughs> and they like abandoned like the single player. I mean, they, well, like that. Damn. They did. It was terrible how much services decreased once Battle Royale came out. And so I was like, you know what? I'm not playing this game. Let me just return it. You know, maybe get some money back uh, from GameStop. When you bought it initially, that was the demo. You cannot return a demo or not a de- uh, beta. Oh, it was a beta. Yeah, it was in like uh, it was in beta state when you. Yeah. Oh, you actually had a disc. Fam, I had the disc. Because yeah, of uh, me, regret. Jeff and I had um, a friend. It was Jeff's uh, online friend or whatever, mm-hmm. who was interested in Fortnite. And he, I guess he didn't have any other people to play with. The game gives you like free vouchers, like for two people. Yeah, it did. When you mm-hmm. buy that founders thing, so he gave it to Jeff and then gave it to me. So that's how we got into it, and we played around in it for a very small amount of time. I remember <laughs> playing with y'all. A little yeah, bit, yeah. You you played with mm-hmm. us too early on, and we were like, yeah, I see what. I matter of fact, I reviewed that first version of the game, mm-hmm. uh, back when I was doing lag videos, and yep. I'm like, I see where this is going. It needs a lot of work. Like, they, if they spend some time and they say, they're calling it a beta, if they spend some time fleshing this stuff out, it could be fun. They said, they forget said, this. Yeah, they're like, forget <laughs> this. We're gonna do this over here, and apparently that was the right call because it's the biggest game in the world right now. So, I'm not knocking their business model. I'm saying. I got played. <laughs> you got played. Right, and you're extra salty because the version that is the biggest game in the world, no one has to pay for it. Like, it was free. Yeah, exactly. So I funded that crap. For it? Yeah, What's you that? basically gave the money for How it. How much did you pay? 60 bucks. Oh, man, you won. Won what? You won, like, the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Super regret. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> bow, bow down. That is definitely the most regretful. Oh man. <laughs> Honorable mention to um, State of Decay Two. Right. Yeah. Well, Honestly, yeah. Of that. Um, I got my I got my time out of it. I really didn't like the game. I, I, all I was hearing was good things about it, and then when we played it, I'm like, this. Isn't, I'm I don't not like anything about one this. character. <laughs> I'm not attached to one character. Uh, the shooting was off. Yeah, everything like that really... game just feel, feels undercooked. It like, was like if they made yo, a zombie game like, in the PUBG engine. It was like PUBG, <laughs> right? <laughs> it felt like PUBG with scarce amount of zombies and random people who might want to kill you, and then you don't really get to play as your own character. You don't have a character. You have a community that you kind of you're supposed to like switch through. You know, manage it. And, and when your friends join, your friends don't really get a whole bunch of progress. <laughs> you know, so everyone has to work on everyone else's world. It was just like that yeah, concept is very strong, but the execution is terrible. So I and, and, and um, who was that? Not Lab Zero. Undead Labs, I think. Right? Those are you saying for um, who made uh, State of Decay? 
because Microsoft just bought them. Like that's one of their studios. Now I felt like you should have been able to create your character, mm-hmm. and then collect people that have these different abilities to work in your your settlement and travel with you and that type of stuff. And then for it to be a little bit more open, you know what I mean? You didn't. I mean, it create is, a character in this game. It and is that's open. The, you know, you, you, had to you choose people, like you five or six different people. Yeah, you you yeah. start from a preset, but then there are other characters who can yeah. join you, and then you can just control them. And it, it seems like they all tend to but, have like small kind of characterizations and backstories and stuff. And the thing is, you can play as one character till they get tired, and then you have to play as somebody else. Because your character needs to sleep. I was just like, what? <laughs> See, this, I feel like all that is actually interesting. Like, honestly, Watch Dogs Legion is doing a bit of this, where, like, every NPC in the world can be a playable character. Like, that's kind of... No, this is, like, a more yes. basic version than that. But, but it makes more sense in the story, because you're, like, telling these people what to do. You're actually a person in the Watch Dogs world telling these people, like, hey, I need you to go and do this, and then you control that person. That makes sense. This is just, oh, I'm one of these people. Or uh, you're not anybody. You're not anybody in the game. That's mm, the thing. You're everybody. You're everybody. I don't want to be everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be this strong leader who gets us through the state of decay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 not the game they were making. Mm-hmm. So I- it's the game they made, though. But the thing is, the, no, the, the game that they made was supposed to be this kind of roguelike thing where you gather people and people are part of the resources that you use to try and get through the world. But none of that was fun. That's my problem with it. <laughs> like, I didn't think that the management stuff, the the moment-to-moment gameplay, the story that they told, I didn't think that any of it was interesting or fun. So... I didn't want to go back to it. And all I heard was positive stuff. So maybe it's just me. But because the game is popular. Apparently it did good. Like they, yeah. they got bought by Microsoft for the work they've done. Yep. But it's, it's just not me. Like I expected so much more from what that premise is. They just added character customization last month. Well, I mean, so the world's still going. Maybe people are still enjoying it. There's always people enjoying dumb stuff. <laughs> I can't argue with that. <laughs> that's what I'm going to close with. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. uh, that's going to do it for top three. Ayo. We're going to do our sign-offs, and then we're going to go into our Joker um, discussion. So, do not leave if you're going to be here for that. But yeah. if not, go watch Joker, and then come back, and then join us. But, Jeff, where can people find you? Hey. So you can find me at Superman Jeff Twelve Plays on Facebook, and you can find me on Superman Jeff Twelve on Mixer. Um, also, make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button, so that way you get notified when we post new content. Um, as he said, this is episode twenty-two, so there are twenty-one more episodes that you could be checking out. That you could um, yeah, go ahead and do that. So and uh, watch them, listen to them. Where can people find you? Find me. It's your boy Blue Bones, B-L-U-B, zero N-E-S. You can find me on Mixer at uh, Blue Bones XB as an Xbox. I normally do my Wakanda forever, you know. Yep, that's what's up. Um, I'm also on Facebook, Play with Blue Bones. You can see our schedules posted up there, and you can see all little gaming news that I share. And I'm a little bit more active on Twitter now. So tweet, yeah boy. 
B-L-U-B, zero, N-E-S. It's your boy, that's right. And Sigma, where can they find you? Uh, I'm pretty much on all social media at SigmaGears9. You can find me on Facebook at Sigma and Sun. I am going to start streaming more with Starboy when I get some time because I've been really busy these past couple days uh, doing all sorts of random nonsense. Like three minute reviews on the Scapist YouTube channel, so definitely hit that up and check that out. Um, please, please, please head over to the BBET Gaming channel on YouTube and subscribe. We can use the subscribers because we need to get that custom domain and we need to get That's right. paid by monetizing. So help brother out. Money, honey. I mean, <laughs> that's gonna do it for episode 22 of the BBET Games Cast. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Blue. Peace, everybody. Adios.